Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our the official first installment of uh, Scrap City Sports. We're formerly known as the JCC Show. Uh, we finally made the name change that we were discussing in uh, previous podcasts. Um, this name, Scrap City Sports, uh, is going to give us a little bit better uh, outlet uh, on social media, uh, easier for our fans and subscribers to find us, uh, and new subscribers to find us as well. Um, I want to uh, start off uh, start off introducing everybody here. Uh, we got the one and only Nooch, uh, Carmen. We I'm also joined here by uh, Nick the Fish and Chef Roy. Uh, unfortunately, our normal host, uh, Josh can't make it right now. Uh, over the weekend, crazy story, he got adu- abducted by a pack of wolves. <laughs> so we, we're not really sure when he's going to come back. Uh, his status is unclear. But um, moving on from that, we're going to, uh, we're, we're, we're going to, I'm going to discuss a little bit something here uh, that I'm not really too sure about. And, and it kind of mystifies me a little bit. This whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. I know this is kind of weird for for a, for a sports podcast, but well, know. he was he was an Olympic athlete, so it, it kind of ties in a long time ago. I, but I, I don't know who told me Fish or or Carmen in the pre-show was saying that he's going to win an ESPY for for uh, what the Courage Award. Yes, the yeah. Arthur Ashe Courage Courage Award. For, yeah, I mean, <laughs> wait, are you serious? Yes, yeah, God. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, apparently on Twitter, it. there's this big, huge thing going on with ESPN. That Twitter world universe is pressuring ESPN to, instead of give it to Jenner, gender change, whatever that they want, they think they should give it to Lauren Hill. Which I'm not sure what Lauren Hill did to deserve it, but apparently that's the consensus of the general public in the United States is to skip. What's this? What's the what's the what's the first name of Jenner? Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Yeah, Caitlyn Bruce Jenner. Jenner. Now. Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner, yeah, well, this, she's this supposed is, to win the award, but they're pressuring ESPN to give it to Lauren Hill. Which, well, if anybody knows any reason why, let me know. Uh, Lauren Hill, as in the the Fugees, the Fugees okay. singer. That's weird. Yeah, well, I didn't even know that's she was e- still alive. Yeah, that's I, equally I, as weird. She's yeah. probably hiding. She this. hasn't made anything since like two thousand. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but she. That's 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 a rumor going around at least in the Twitter world. Which well, you know, Caitlyn's necessarily... making her uh, debut. Finally, I mean, she did that whole picture thing, but I guess yeah, Vanity Fair cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good thing they didn't show the back end of it though. <laughs> we don't know what's going on there. <laughs> All right, wow, <laughs> got a little turtle poking out there. <laughs> Anyways, it's like Ace Ventura. Uh, I was just trying to think though. Like, I mean, how how would you feel? I, I mean, not that I not that I even care about the kids in this whole relationship, but I mean, how would you feel being a a son or daughter, and your mom or dad saying, "Hey, I'm going to be a dad or a mom, or vice versa." I mean, how would you guys? How would that, you guys that, feel? That would that? really get awkward, man. Yeah. Like, like, Wait, what are you thinking? You yeah. Know like, I mean? I mean, after that age, I mean, you're you're an adult at that point. Like, hey, uh, dad. Um, but you know, the conversation between you and your dad is, um, "Son, I think I want to be your mom." You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it? Well, well nah. also, also the weird thing is that you know, uh, Bruce Jenner made the sex change into a female, but he likes women. So he's he made a sex change into a female, but he likes women. So he's a lesbian. He's a he's a gender changing. I don't I don't understand. He's a, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it, the whole situation itself is weird. And you know, like the meme world blew up. Like 
Like they had this one meal oh, that yeah. was funny. It was like, hey, uh, kids, grandma, grandpa is now your grandma. Like, what? This, this well, is this weird, man. Like, the whole family is weird. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think whenever whenever it comes to the Kardashians, it's always something involving money of some sort. So right. I mean, if, if it is involved with money and media attention and all that stuff, that's a really elaborate, really serious thing to do just for a couple bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, they took it to a whole it was, level. It was it was crazy yesterday. I mean, my phone, every single app on my phone was going nuts with, you know, the Vanity Fair pictures for, you know, Caitlyn Jenner or Bruce Jenner or we'll whatever you Josh want to refer I think you bought the book. <laughs> <laughs> Did he co-author it? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was a good one, Paige. All right. Why don't, why don't we get to some real, real sports? Uh, let's start off with this story that's not so much of a story anymore, but the, the Bears and Ray McDonald. What do you, how do you guys feel man, about that? What a, What's the situation? What a bonehead. What I mean, an idiot. Just flat out idiot, yeah, man. I mean, that, that's just dumb. It's, it's a dumb move on both on both parts. I agree. Uh, Ray McDonald and the Bears. I mean, I, I don't see what the big firestorm was uh, against the Bears for this pick because, honestly, if, if he would have panned out and kept his nose clean, then it would have probably been a magnificent find, you know, in free agency to get that guy for get – a, get a potential athlete like him, you know, and a potential defensive lineman like him – for that cheap and, you know, pick them up basically off the waiver wires would have been a good move by them. But obviously... He's just finding a diamond in the dirt, man. It was, right. But he, unfortunately... He couldn't, he couldn't keep his nose clean. You know, the problem I have with this whole thing is, I mean, because, yeah, like, like you said, I mean, there was no, really no risk for them, from the Bears' end. I mean, they didn't owe him any money. They could just say, see you later, because everything was clause, you know, clause-based and all that stuff. But it's like... Don't lie to us when you're having this press conference saying that they signed Ray McDonald. Oh, we did that. You know, we did this. He's a great character guy. And we, you know, we really believe. Listen, be straight with us. Just be like, hey, he's a football player. Our team was terrible last year. He can help us. We want to win football games. Yeah, I mean, that's what I it mean, should that, have been. That's what, it, but, that's what the press you know, conference Instead of trying to like build gotta, him up like he was a saint, and then like, you know, three days later, he's in jail. No, I, I, think, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, being politically correct. You know, they, they, they obviously, they couldn't come out with that because then that would be the Bears condoning, you know, domestic violence. Yeah, but what, exactly. ha- but, but, but what happens in the past happens in the past. I mean, there's... Right, yeah, I mean, there's second chances for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that, that was his second chance. And I mean, but to go on record and be like, oh, well, we went, we did a character check and we think he's good for our locker room and all, like, really? So like, are you saying who, they should have said, oh, we're taking a chance with this guy, or you think... Yeah, we need help on, we, we, we need help on defense. Our te- defense was, was poor. This guy can help us win football games. I we mean, feel, I, I agree with what you're saying. I they, they should be honest, but what, what team has been honest in the situation? No, I, I, I mean, I know. And, there's there's, there's and, no such yeah, thing. And not to mention the whole, you know, the whole, the whole firestorm that NFL has been under for the past year, you know, between Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson. Greg Hardy. And Gre- yeah, Greg Hardy. All, all these guys that are just making these poor decisions. Um, you know, they, I, I'm sure they appreciated how the Bears approached it, uh, as far as how they signed him, uh, how they signed him and then, you know, immediately released him. But, um, you know, oh, they it wasted just, no time. Right. It was just, it was a, it, you know, it, it, Monday we were driving back from, you know, from, from a nice weekend, uh, with the family for the holiday. And then, you know, on my way back, I get a message saying that Ray McDonald was, you know, was arrested for domestic violence, you know, the previous night at like two or three o'clock in the morning or whatever. And then not, I didn't even get out of the car to park the car to go into the store that I get another thing saying that the bears released him. So it was a, it was, you know, everything was rapid fire with that, with that thing, uh, with that, uh, situation. And, um, 
It kind of reminded me of like when Aaron Hernandez was locked up for murder right away, and then I mean, New England wasted no time in releasing him. Yeah, right. And they, they wanted nothing to do with that cut the ties. They didn't have a choice to do that. I mean, once they found out that he did the offense, yeah, but that's a thing. That's the thing, though. Is I think that in in the in the 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 murder case, the New England Patriots, I think they already knew. What was like? I think they knew about it. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, they obviously know. Like they knew probably it was it was probable based on his character. Right. But then they probably you know because New England Patriots aren't stupid. No. Like they, it wasn't like they were surprised by it. Like they probably, I'm sure they had some sort of private investigator following him around, and they probably already knew what happened. Well, the jersey stores took his jersey off the rack. They, they, actually, well, they, they, they the New England did, Patriots refunded. Yeah, if, you, if you were to mail them in uh, Aaron Hernandez jersey, they would uh, mail you back whatever other player you wanted. So, you know that's a that's a good move on. on Same New thing England's Baltimore PR. did with Ray Rice. They they did the exchange where they you know they opened up stadium you know retail shop, and if you came in with a Ray Rice jersey and wanted a different one, yeah, you that's it. cool. Yeah, which I think is cool for a, a ge- cool gesture by a team to do. In Definitely. a bad situation. Yeah. Unless you're like the Cleveland Cavaliers and they just burn jerseys. Yeah. And well, then they rebuy him again. The, yeah, then they rebuy him. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then they're, they're, number, they're, they're his number one fan again. So <laughs> that's just ridiculous. <laughs> we're, all, we're all staring at each other. What about, what about baseball? What do we got on baseball? How, how, how are our. Uh, if, if the, the South side is frustrating, man. They, they're, they, they're so up and down, man. I, I love my White Sox, but they're really pissing me off because <laughs> they have these great runs and then, and, and then they lose and they just lose a few in a row. And it's just like they're they, right yeah, there. They, they're, they're teeter-tottering around with 500, but they need to get over that. Cause they, have, they have big outbursts on offense, and then the next game, it, it's like a desert. You know, right, there's, exactly. there's nothing there. They, they're, they, they can't even, they can't even uh, uh, meester up a one run. You know they get they'll get shut out. So right. it's you know they'll score twelve one game and then one or nothing the next. So I mean personally, I was I was happy to see people like Adam LaRoche step up and say this you know this is unacceptable and you know taking responsibility for some of that. And, and ever since he's talked, he's produced. But I mean, we all know baseball is a team sport. You're gonna it doesn't just take one guy. It's, it's all nine guys have to click together. You know what I mean? And and me personally, I, I, I I've been saying this for a while now. I mean, a couple of weeks, Robin's got to go. Yeah, I mean, you I think really that's a spark it. that you think that's a spark that turns the White Sox around. I mean, because yeah, right now, I mean, they're sitting at what twenty three and twenty six for a four sixty nine win percentage. I mean, they're sort of hovering. They're only around. six out, considering how bad as they've been. Se- well, shows shows your seven out, but yeah, seven I mean, out. still, yeah, but but uh, some thing though. I mean, they've had a pretty pretty bad season, I think, at least not consistent. Right, and they're three games under five hundred, and they're you know they're only seven games out. That's not terrible. Uh, but a couple agree. sweeps I, here, a couple I, sweeps I, there. I agree with Roy about. Um, Robin Ventura, I think he needs to go. They need a spark plug. Yeah, but who? I mean, who, who comes in? I mean, who who would step up? I guess in his place in the I meantime. Have, I have actually a couple people in mind, but one person in mind is Ozzy Guillen. Yeah, but that would be a that would be a next season thing, right? I mean, that would they'd finish out the season with the current staff that they have. It's just somebody would have to step up. Let let Coopy Coop take over for a while, or what? Yeah, I mean, what's Coop gonna do? You know what I mean? Like at the same time, I mean, what, Robin just signed with the extension last year, didn't he? Or the year before that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who do you, Ozzy? Who else do you have in mind besides Ozzy? Because I mean, not everybody's crazy about Ozzy anymore. Yeah, I like. I personally like Ozzy, but I like Dave Martinez from the Cubs, the bench coach. Yeah, I don't like all Ozzy's antics. Yeah, to me, I mean, I love Ozzy as a manager, but I think he made it too much about himself. Right. He was very he put himself before the team, and that's that's where he. I mean, he did the same thing in Miami, and they got rid of him a year a year in. So. I mean, me personally, one of one person that I could think of, and I just don't know if they could make him come from home, is Tony Larusa. It's not going to happen. Not what he has his deals in Arizona. He he's in charge of everything. 
So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's wishful thinking, right? Yeah, wi- yeah, wishful, wishful thinking. thinking. Well, he started he started out with the Sox. He, he right? did. So, I mean, he's a, he's they didn't a, have the greatest tenure. No, I mean, but who who really has? I mean, Ozzie other Gia, than Ozzy, right? Exactly. Ozzy Guillen won a World Series and didn't have the greatest ten, I mean, tenure. I, you know, I didn't mean to jump on you, but I just I read like what Tony Russo does, and he's just I mean, he hasn't made down there. I mean, well, same thing as Joe Torre. I mean, I love him too, but he's a like an executive in baseball <laughs> now for actual major league, so. I mean, who else? I mean, the prime candidates. I mean, who else can we? I, mean, I don't want another rookie head coach. I'll tell you that right. Yeah. Head manager, I don't. I don't know. I, I just think Robin's demeanor is what a lot of fans are not happy with as well. Like, he never gets fired up. He doesn't really show emotion. But, Nothing but, at but all. he also has no manager experience until the White Sox. Right. I mean, not at, at, at any level has he ever managed a baseball team. He's only been a player. So, I mean, we th- you, think the, you think the White Sox have the 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 gusto to say okay we screwed up i mean it was a bad choice i mean because at this no, point because, uh, at this point it's kind of clear i mean they made a bad decision in yeah. hiring him and oh, then giving I him agree. an extension i mean he has proven nothing i mean so yeah, it hasn't had a winning season no i know that's even a, close that's what i'm saying though i mean you, you you know you roll the dice and sometimes you win sometimes you lose but you know when you win you reap the benefits but when you lose what happens you just Brushing under the rug, never yeah. happened. And you know, White Hire Sox, fan, White Sox fans are hard to win their love, man. You gotta, you gotta produce, man. We're not stadiums, we're not, stadiums empty unless you can win a World Series, right? I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta win to get earn our money, man. You know what I mean? This, it is what it is. I, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what can they do at this point? Unless, I mean, they're, unless they're Robin in, reels off a nice twenty game winning streak. They're, they're in dead last place right. in the Central, so you know they they got some they got some ground to make up. Like, like you know, Carmen said, they're only six games out, so it's not like it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, an epic. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's not this. You know, they don't have to go on an epic run to get to get into a position where they could can make the postseason. But you know how they've played this year. You know, watching them, it's it, it it's not an encouraging sign because you know the same we we witnessed the same thing. You know, this past season with the Bulls. You know, it was it was just super inconsistent. They couldn't keep anything together. It's the same thing with the White Sox. You know, there's one other guy that I have in mind, and maybe you guys think I'm crazy, but maybe Ron Gardenhire. Oh my God! There, I don't think, he, dude. He his team was competitive for the most part. His last couple of years, they were kind I, of I think sucked, he's a, I think he's a lifetime Minnesota dude. I mean, actually, that's not a bad pick. It, it's I not, but I don't like think it. it'll yeah. happen. I mean, I I wouldn't mind it because you know, just for the simple fact, you want to win. You know, and he always pretty much made a winner out of his teams were always competitive were, were without always without competitive. Yeah, low with, salary low without salaries. a bunch of no names for the most right. part. Yeah, I mean they had the 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 Morneau and Mauer, you know, for a Eminem. while. But other than that, what else did they have around no, them? But they Carlos plug, Gomez they plug people in, and look at he's a brewer now. Yeah, so and they filled that role too. I mean, they they've always plugged people in here and there, and, and they made things happen. Well, I mean, but, I th- I think that a lot of that has to do with how the twins organization is. I mean, look, they're in first place right now. And, and even in our, even in our MLB preview show, we had them dead last. dead last. Yeah. So, I mean, just, it just goes to show how their organization is built, you know, and, and, and how it's structured in, in something that the white Sox can take from that. Uh, you know, if they could get Ron garden hire, that'd be awesome. Anybody know what Jimmy Leland's doing? <laughs> Give him a call. It's probably fishing. Somewhere. How old is he at this point? 90 something. I think he's like, 103 or something like that. He's yeah, probably going to need a cane, though, like a walking cane. To he walk told us no there. once before. I think when we, we tried to get him when, I think when Ozzy came over and then Leland came and managed Detroit. And so it, I, I, I doubt he's going to say yes now. So what about Big Jim Tomey? I don't know. Is he coach material? Is this the same thing like Robin, it's, it's, it's like saying a rookie. It's, it's like saying Robin Ventura. Yeah, Robin Ventura. He's already got how many years under his belt coaching experience. 
But the, the you know actually uh, the other side of town, the Cubs are actually doing surprisingly good for for what what was expected of them. You know, at this point, of well, the I don't season. know if any Cubs fan is su- truly surprised. I think they all thought they were going to the World Series this well, year. So I mean, right, they're right on pace Re- to where they thought they were. Realists, be. I'm talking about realists, not Cubs. <laughs> hey, but they're they're another team though too. They'll reel off a few games in a row and then they'll lose a few games. They're, in they're a row. very inconsistent. Like yeah, they're, well, they're, 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 I think that, that I think their inconsistency is all a lot due to the fact that they're just so young. Right. I mean, they don't have a lot of experience. I mean, know. based from what I hear, I mean, I don't really watch little league ball, but I know a bunch of people that do. And everyone says that they have problems in their bullpen. That that's where their main issue is. And I mean, I've seen highlights and stuff. I mean, I, I but at the same time when the highlights come on, I kind of turn it off. I, I don't, don't they? Don't, aren't they like in the top three in errors? For, I, I believe so. For Major League Baseball, I mean, that's just yeah, that that's field, just, fielding percentage is pretty poor. That's just. I mean, that's just a sign of youth and inexperience. Oh, exactly. Is basically, it. I mean, you give them a couple of years, I think they're going to be pretty solid. But at this point, they're you, you know, on a side note for that, I, I, there was one Cub fan and he really pissed me off because you know he used our slogan from back in the day. He's like, hey. The kids can play. You remember when the Sox had that slogan? Like, dude, don't steal our slogan, man. Yeah. First of all, the kids, when they played like that, we actually, I think we made the playoffs that year, so don't steal our stuff. So that's when I put on my, I put on my St. Louis Cardinals hat when I heard that. Oh, was that you, Carmen? What? The Cubs song? Yeah, that was oh, me. Well, I thought I, mean, I hit a button on my I'm iPad. I was throwing anything at you, but the Cubs do have a better record than the Sox right now. So. Yeah, they're what, four games above 500? Yeah. Five, five games And they're still six games out, so boo-hoo. Five games out. Okay, sorry, one game And difference. they're also, I mean, the Cardinals, they're unbelievable. Yeah, the Cardinals aren't going anywhere. No. I they're mean, another team that just plugs someone and they lose people and they, they don't care. Yeah, they're but they're probably, they're, I mean, they're probably the best at it is, is, is any it, team in is the that, Is that more disconcerting, that the fact that, you know, the Car- the Cubs are in what, second place or third place? Second. Second place uh, below the Cardinals, which are a mainstay at the top of the, the, uh, the yeah, NL Central. And the Sox, you know, when many to believe that the uh, AL Central was up for grabs, you know, this year with the Detroit, for the most part, kind of taking a step back. And uh, Kansas City not really ha- not having a lot of expectations to repeat their season from previous. And look who's on top, Minnesota. Why couldn't that be the White Sox? They had that huge off season, right? You know, brought in big names. Brought in big names. They they retooled their their whole lineup and, and the bullpen, which we struggled last year. Yeah, and you know, and they spent a lot of money. And, and look where they're at. They're in last place. I give it the same. I mean, it's the same effect the Bears had. I mean, basically that's it. They spent a bunch of money, right? Well, and the Sox stay inconsistent. Their coaching staff. If the Sox stay inconsistent, I think Samarja is going to be traded. Because you know, I I don't know I, about that one I just think yet because he's he only has one year left on the contract. They're not going to they're not going to sign him next year. I don't think they're going to be ready to pull the plug on this lineup and this roster just yet. I think they they'll be willing to maybe put another manager in, and if he can't get it done, yeah, I think I, I think then, June is going to be a very critical month for the White Sox. Right. If they don't if they don't make a make a turn and at least become competitive and at least more consistent. I don't think this team's going to stay constructed as it is by July 1st. I really don't. Cooper's taking over. <laughs> Donnie. Yeah, so uh, that's it's going to be interesting to see how, how this, this summer unfolds for, for both the, the north and south side teams. You know, obviously the Cubs are the Cubs are in a better place right now than the White Sox, but For still, now. still, still both within striking distance. You know, of of their their uh, their division or their division title. So um, it's going to be interesting to see and to see what what moves are actually made. Um, I was I actually was reading a couple a couple articles that uh, Yasiel Puig was on the was on the Cubs radar for 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 the trade block. And, really? and you guys, I, I, yeah, I just I just saw a couple headlines. Uh, 
it was two headlines actually uh, for MLB rumors, and the Cubs were linked to Yasiel Puig. I don't know how that would how that would work out with their current lineup, but yeah, I'm I, sure they're gonna have it, to give something up to get him. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound too promising to me. Only for the simple like as as far as uh you know something to get excited about because you know Puig is kind of an inconsistent player himself, so. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I'd feel about that, especially if the Cubs have to mortgage any of their their the future the that they talent. have right now. Yeah, the, their their prospects and their young talent to get a guy like that. So it's just interesting to see uh, and read what you know what the what the rumors are and 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 the direction that both of these teams are trying to go. So yeah, I mean that's the thing though about baseball. It's just the fact that there's no salary. I mean, so you could go if you really wanted to. You could go out and sign whoever you want and everybody. I mean, the Yankees have done it. Yeah, I mean, but but that's Boston I mean, has done it, right? That gives you that gives you hope, though, as a as a fan of, of oh, kind of any team. But I mean, not really any team if you're really truly a small market. But I mean, for the Cubs, I mean, if they wanted to, they can go out and get three big, huge stars and blow up the payroll like crazy and win a World Series, and that's what it is. I mean, uh, to me, it also depends on your owner too. I don't think the Rickets are going to go out and just ball out like that either. You know what I mean? When they were owned by all. when they were owned by the Tribune. And they were getting everybody, man. I mean, if you guys noticed them the few years when they were actually competitive, I mean, they went out and just signed big name after big name after big name. Yeah, but they were signing. I mean, they were making foolish signings. I mean, they were just kind of throwing around money. Soriano, number one. Right, like (laughs) 20-year deal or something like that, whatever he got. It was Derek Lee. I mean, they signed big name after big. I mean, they produced for a while. You give them that. Yeah. Soriano had that one good month when he was here. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. Soriano was one of those guys. A lot of, I mean, a lot of Chicago Coast fans hated him, but... I kind of respect them because you know what? After all the crap that he got from the Chicago media about how his contract was structured and how much money he was making and what he was producing, you never really heard the guy anything bad about him. Like you never heard him complain. You never heard any of that. Like so, like I kind of can respect that because I mean, he's doing his job. He's going out there and doing as best as he could. Right. Like, what I mean, so he's not living up to his contract. That's his problem. Right. No, that's the person who offered him the contract. He signed it. Oh, like, I would. I would have signed it too. You're yeah. I mean. Oh, you want to pay me that much? Sure, sure. I'll right, take exactly. it. I'm hitting two fifteen. You know how old I am? I'll take paid. that hundred right, exactly. something million dollars. You gotta love the hop. Remember the hop? Oh yeah. No, yeah. The jump, the jump hop before he caught the flyball. I think he got hurt on one of those one time. Yeah, I think he tore his ACL or something. What's like that. worse, Sammy Sosa getting you know uh, getting hurt on sneezing or, or Soriano getting hurt on his? I think bounce. the sneeze. It has to be the sneeze, man. But on a side note, Christopher, you know, I remember you picked. Alex Rodriguez to maybe make a run at the MVP. Dude, man, he's he's dude, doing a job. Man. I told you guys, he's doing a job. He's coming back with a vengeance. Pair of socks gonna trade for him. Every uh, every score center every score center update I get on my phone is like A Rod hit his A Rod's killing the fourth, ball, man. Fourth home run, his fifth home run, his sixth. Home, I'm like, yeah, really? He's really sticking it to uh, the Yankees because they don't want to pay him his money. Where where are the Yankees right now in the division? First place. They were, they were in first for a while. Yeah, they're they're in still in first. They're, they're in first they're, place. They're, they are in first place. Where's um, those Red Sox? Yeah, they're up. A, they're up a game on the Rays. The Red Sox are in dead last at twenty two and twenty nine. And I don't know who on this show picked the Red Sox, but yeah, Carmen, that guy was should be kicked in the nuts. Fish, you remember the Bi- <laughs> you remember the Bible that Carmen wrote for the MLB preview show? Oh yeah, he had it all. Set. All that <laughs> it was like four hundred five pages all about the Boston Red Sox. They're in dead last, and the Yankees who we had nothing on are in first place. I had something on him, just not a lot. I thought I thought it was worse the first kind of season. We we can't well, rag on him too much because I think every one of our oh, picks, yeah, look, except for maybe Josh, who had the most, yeah. who had the mo, uh, the the easiest pick. Washington, the Washington Nationals are the I, only I team Seattle. that's in first place. I had Seattle. And look what Houston's doing. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, the Sox just took two or three from Houston, so 
But yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then, but the the one they got shut out and complete game shut out by uh was it Dallas Dallas Keekle? Yeah, he, Keuchel. he's good. Cy Young. He's, actually Cy good. Young. he's got a yeah, he's got a serious beard. Oh yeah. That's probably where he gets some of the special power from. Isn't it? It rubs <laughs> got, that thing. Got some extra yeah. extra Still quarter there. of a mile per hour there. Yeah. <laughs> rubs it in baby oil that yeah. night. He has a, uh, some pine tar in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy? That, who got caught doing that last? Was it Pineda? Last year, yeah, yeah, last for, year he had it on yeah, his call, hand. He had, he, had, he, had, he had it under his hat. Too. Yeah, his hat. He, had his he, hat. he made it all obvious. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, oh, let's, let's, let's change gears and uh, go with something that we don't generally talk about in uh, soccer. You brought me again into the FIFA. I say with you, you have uh, voted for me. Although they have voted for the Prince Ali, I congratulate you, it's a good candidate. But I'm now the president of everybody. So I'm the president of everybody. There is no retention. It's just president of the whole FIFA. That, that's something that you would imagine David Stern would say. When he was with the NBA, you know, something how, like how that. delusional is this man? I mean, I am the president of everybody. He's, he's stupid. He's flat out just stupid. Man. I mean, seriously, well, probably when he when you realize how much money that actually goes through FIFA, and how oh, you know man. how much money is probably go, falling into his pocket through you know through course of course of business with FIFA. Is he, he probably feels like he's the president of everybody. He, I'm pretty sure he lives a really good life. Oh yeah, I'm sure. a really good life. He doesn't worry about anything. Now he's going to go into a little hole though, and then people are going to. Listen, the guy probably has a nice sweet pad in the middle of the Swiss Alps somewhere, just laughing at everybody. Hi, you suckers. <laughs> I mean, I oh, step yeah. down, but you don't realize I'm getting collecting a check still for a million dollars a year, $10 oh, million. Yeah, dollars a year. Oh, definitely. Five wives, big house. I, what I just don't understand with this, with this whole investigation <laughs> thing, it's like, you know, okay, so all these guys around you are going to get busted, and you're going to run an election and people are going to still vote for you, even though you're the man in charge, and all your guys underneath you got busted for something. Like you don't think those orders were coming from the the, the top dog? I mean, are you that stupid to think that? I mean, apparently, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just it's, the whole situation is just stupid. Well, did you, you know? hear the Did you hear the rumor though that 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 Europe was thinking about withdrawing from FIFA competition completely? No Good. way. No, yeah, I didn't hear that. Good. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Good for them. Which I mean, can you imagine if that happened? I mean, that would have crushed FIFA. I mean, it would have been done. Cause I mean, if you think about it, you know. Like, what other teams? Uh, I mean. What, a lot of the main powers, the big powers yeah, are European teams. Basically eight out of the top, say seven out of the top ten world powers are coming out of Europe. Spain, Portugal, Italy, Germany, I mean, France. the only, only, only serious powerhouse you got left is what? Argentina, Brazil. Yeah. Mexico. The United States, maybe, you know. I mean, I mean that's really. I mean, I can't think of any anybody else. I mean, there's nobody really from Africa that's a power. I mean, Europe is basically where they it's play at. Africa Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a lot of those teams are entertaining to watch, but I mean, you know, do they ever really make any noise? No, no. Yeah, I mean, they have all have like one game where they light the world on fire, but it's one game. You, know? right, exactly. you got to win at least three. Well, it's just kind of crazy. It's like why would why would FIFA hold World Cup in Qatar rather than? A big city who could probably handle it, such as, uh, you know, I, I know Germany's already had it, but they already have the infrastructure. Cit- cities, there. cities with infrastructures already. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure England. You know, the United uh, United States, United Kingdom, United States. Uh, you know, well, did you see the did you see the voting breakdown for uh, Seth Blatter though? Did you guys see it? How no. it's weird how they do it. It's it's it's, so, it's certain uh, certain continents have so many votes, and one of the the biggest vote getter. In FIFA for the presidency is Africa, 
And the way that he stole all the, basically, quote, unquote, stole all the African vote was because the fact that he could, when South Africa hosted, hosted the World Cup, two World Cups ago, yeah. or was it last World Cup? No, it was the 2010 World Cup. Well, that was the first time an African country has ever hosted the World Cup, and that was his, what his whole platform was when he was running was the fact of he's bringing third world to the first world or first world to the third world. Yeah, first world to the third world being, you know, everyone considers Africa as being the you the know third, third world, world country. country. Right. He showed that he was able to – I mean, it was a relatively successful World Cup. It wasn't that it, you know, it was bad or anything major happened. So, I mean, that was a su- success in his boat, and that, like, you know, that, that showed all the African countries which have, you know, three-quarters of the vote. In FIFA for the presidency, it showed. Oh well, that's what, the one Spain won. Yeah, right? but where is it? Where is it at this coming time? Ooh. It was Spain Netherlands, I think it was, wasn't it? the The next, yeah. the next World Cup is supposed to be in where, what? Qatar, Qatar. Yeah, it's like two hundred degrees down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're playing soccer, it's gonna be like one hundred and thirty five degrees. They're gonna have to use like oh, Kevlar they're, coated. They're, steel apparently, ball. though, they've, they've they've tested these like hovercraft things that that go over the stadium for air conditioning while they play. Are you kidding me? I swear to God. That can't I, be safe, man. <laughs> I don't, but like, my whole thing is like... Why would you have it there? That, I don't. Well, you know you know why. Money. It's all money. No, it's, no, that has nothing to do with it. You know why? It's because the last time he ran for president, presidency, <laughs> the one guy who was running, running from him was like, okay, I'm going to run, I'm going to run. He goes, no, you're not. And he, the, he, he goes, you know, how I'm going to guarantee that you don't is the country that you live in is going to, is going to eject you from the country because I'm going to give them a World Cup. Me. <laughs> that's how he got it. Oh, man. By saying Qatar is going to get the World Cup, and that's how, he got all, that's how he got the other guy to sign out. That's a 2018 one, right? Yeah, 2018. And then yeah. 2022 is Russia. Yeah, which Russia too? When has Russia ever been prevalent in in FIFA soccer? Yeah, they're, they're decent. I mean, they're they're decent. They've they've made the World Cup. I'd, I'd say that. Maybe I mean, when some of their players, uh, you know, uh, defect to the to the Czech to Czech well, Republic. Listen, or we something. all know they're no they're no Ukraine with Shevchenko, but I mean, yeah, that's Fish's you know. that's Fisher's boy. Come on, Fish Sheva Shevchenko. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't Carmen know. Got, Carmen got a real taste of that in FIFA games. Yeah, I think. By the way, I just I, I think if, if if since he resigned and since I believe that I'm probably the number one FIFA player in the world, I think I should just automatically get the presidency oh of FIFA. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Anyone who wants to vote for that, come no. on. I deserve a claim, right? No, no, I don't have a claim to this. Well, you never played me in FIFA, so you can't take that claim. Maybe just that's yet. maybe that's why I'm number one. <laughs> well, you kept on dodging me in uh, Madden, and um, I think I'm number one. <laughs> this is this is the guy who had an this guy this guy had an excuse every time I said, "Hey, I'm home." Oh, well, I got to go do this. I gotta go. Oh, all of a sudden, you're running your mouth here, huh? <laughs> Don't worry, there's a new one coming out in August, buddy. All right, this is enough, uh, enough video game talk. Well, we could we could talk a little bit more about video games. If yeah, you guys hey, want. let's talk about food. You don't want none of the NBA Jam, but you know. Right oh, now. come on, <laughs> Roy! You were you were part of the biggest massacre in NBA Jam history, right? In my defense, I was with that guy there that's missing. That's why he's gone. <laughs> He's somewhere in Iowa. The wolves, <laughs> the wolves probably abandoned him now. Actually. <laughs> oh man, what else we got here, guys? What I mean, what don't we got? We, there's there's a lot of buzz going around the city now. I mean, Scrap City does it all. We just bring everything. So we we've we've got we've got you know since since our last podcast, you know, which was what game three. That was the, that was the next afternoon after Derrick Rose hit the buzzer beater in game three. Three of the second round of the second round Eastern of the NBA Conference. playoffs. Yep, it's been a long time, boys, since we've been back There's together. So a, a lot I'm glad to see you guys. The yeah, Bulls, ha- the Bulls have went from being the champions to <laughs> getting their coach fired to having a new coach. To speaking of which, should we hear from uh, the new coach of the Chicago Bulls? 
Anybody? 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 Well, I heard there's a... Too bad. I'm what? Well, what'd, you hear? what'd you hear? Yeah, what'd you hear? What? You got a rumor? I was reading a rumor on it. I guess he's, he's looking to get rid of some of those key pieces now. Like let's he's look, looking to restructure let's that Let's hear him talk. Let's hear the man talk, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. I love this roster. I absolutely love this roster. Uh, I love the versatility uh, of the players, the different lineups uh, that, that we're going to be able to play. You play small. You can play big. Uh, you've got lineups uh, you know, that, that I really think can get out and play with pace. You've got a great group of veteran players uh, that know how to play. And again, guys, I think Tom Thibodeau was an excellent, excellent basketball coach, and I think he instilled a lot of unbelievable qualities in this team uh, that hopefully I can build on. Uh, when I look at this young group, uh, you know, I think there's players that not only had great seasons as rookies and younger players, but also a group uh, that I think has great potential uh, to be excellent players uh, in this league. You have former All-Stars, you have current All-Stars, you have players that I think uh, could eventually become All-Stars. Uh, you know, with that, uh, for me, I understand this league, uh, playing 10 years and working in the front office for four, uh, you know, I know what this league's all about, and that's the guys. And I'm here to do everything I can to support them and work with them uh, and hopefully uh, bring this group to where we're competing uh, for a world championship. Is it is it just me or does he sound like John Paxson? Like when not, I, he does sound like John Paxson. When I was listening to him, I'm like, is this John Paxson talking? Why are you talking for? Why is he talking for uh, Fred Hoiberg? What's he, going on? He wrote I was, it for him. I was thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly confused. Then I heard Gar. I'm like, was this a Gar John Paxson interview? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I feel about the whole Fred Hoiberg thing. Not 100 percent sold on it, but. You know, we haven't seen. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about Tom Thibodeau. I mean, who? How does everybody feel about him being let go? I don't know, you know man. What's, what's I was opinion? a big, I was a big Tib supporter, but seeing is how you know the the, the NBA playoffs. Uh, it, what it is 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 a is a series of of uh, of of chess pieces, chess uh, chess movements, basically. You know, adjustments that you make. Uh, that another team is, is is yet to make, or or you anticipate what they're going to do. So what what Tom Thibodeau wasn't doing, I believe, uh, in in the Cleveland series, which ultimately cost him his job, was he he wasn't making adjustments. You know, he wasn't he wasn't you know David Blatt and LeBron James, or LeBron James was out coaching Tom Thibodeau, which should have never happened. You know, I, I just don't understand how he could he cannot give. You know, as much as we want to praise Jimmy Butler for his awesome defense and, you know, his elite level or he's one of the best two-way players in the league, how as much as we want to praise him for that, you know, you got to give a, a guy different looks, you know, on the defensive end. you got to put somebody else on, on, on LeBron James, even if it's for short stints. You know, if you give Mike Dunleavy, which is not ideal, of course, but I, I still believe in a minute or two spurts he could cover LeBron James. and no. Tony Snell, you know, the Snelly cat, I believe uh, he could definitely, you know, he, he did it in the regular season. And I know the playoffs are a different animal, but you got to think that there's something there. You know, like I was mentioning, you can't, you can't just leave Jimmy Butler on an island by himself with LeBron James. He wore him out, man. And, and, and yeah, Le, Le, LeBron wore him out. I mean, he's a, he's a physical specimen, LeBron James. And Jimmy Butler, even though, you know, he's a, he's a great athlete, he's not LeBron James. Let's get that straight. And, you know, he can't, he can't be following him up and down the court like he was, you know, trying to play best defense. And for the most part, I believe Jimmy Butler had an excellent uh, series against LeBron James defensively. I mean, except for one game, he, for the most part, shut him down. But what lacked was his offense on the other end. He couldn't help D. Rose. 
he couldn't help the offense. Legs were gone, man. He, yeah, his he he had no lift. Yeah, I mean, it was it was see, evident at, at, towards the end of every game. But he just he, didn't, did not have the lift. Shots coming up short. Yeah, it was just air, airballing in the fourth quarter. It's like you know the first the first the first four games of this series were were very. I believe he had he had it. You know, he had all he had the legs. He had the you know he had the gusto. He had you know he had lift on his shot. You know he had you know he had uh. He had the strength to drive the lane and stuff like that. But after that, man, he just looked beat and tired. And, you know, it's not like LeBron took complete advantage of him, but um, he, you should have gave him a break. I mean, you should have saved some of it. You know he's either he's either your first, second, or third, depending on who's in, on the court at that time. He's either your first, second, or third best offensive weapon, you know, between Powell, Jimmy Butler, and Derrick Rose, depending on, you know, like I said, who's out there. You got to save some of that. And, it, it, you know, let's face it. Today's NBA is not all about defense. Yeah, defense. You need defense at the end of games and stuff like that. But offense is what's winning right now. Three-point shooting, you know, fast pace, up and down, frenetic uh, basketball is what is in, in the NBA right now. And for Jimmy Butler to be dead tired and, you know, uh, to be dead tired at the end of the games, to not be able to close and stuff like that is, 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 is what I think ultimately did uh, Thibodeau in. Uh, in, in losing his job and losing the Cavs series because, like I said, he didn't make adjustments, and uh, it, it was just it was a shame to see because I I think uh, Tibbs was a great coach, and uh, you know wherever he goes next, I think he's going to have a lot of success there. You know wherever he goes, you know whether it's down in the bottom, uh, definitely not in L.A. Right? <laughs> I'm hoping so, man. We could. I, I don't know. I honestly, I mean, I don't see how he would fit in the West, especially because the West is a little is even more fast paced than the Eastern Conference it's as far as pace of pace of basketball games go. Um, and and he's more of a, you know a slow it down, grind it out type you know defensive. Basically, coach like. he runs he runs an offense that was running in the seventies. I mean, it's basically what it was. I mean, his defenses were top flight and top notch, and you and know, this def- and this year his defense struggled hardcore. So actually, the Memphis Grizzlies could that would be a good team where he could coach because they're a grinded out team. And they're out in the West. Yeah, but you know what, Memphis for the most part they had Alvin Gentry was their coach, wasn't he? No, no. not this year. No. no, not not this year. But I'm saying in the past. Yeah, Lionel, he was an assistant. He was, yeah, he was an, an assistant, assistant or was right? a head coach. Oh, no, yeah, Lionel, he was the assistant to Lionel Hollins. Yes. Okay, that's where I'm that's thinking. That's what about. it was, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was it was Lionel Hollins I was thinking about, and he, you know, Memphis has always been a grinded out type of team, and you know, Alvin Gentry, Alvin Gentry was on the staff, and he's supposed to be offensive genius, and he still couldn't really help them out that much. I mean, they're not really a high scoring team, um, but yeah, it's just you know, Fish, you you bring up the point of Memphis, uh, they're a defensive team. How what what Memphis would need would be not Tom Thibodeau. He would be good on a staff, I believe. You know, it, it just kind of makes you wonder how, why, and how he was uh, an assistant for so long. And I think maybe this was the reason for it. You know, he just was was failing to not only use his staff, you know, use his coaching staff. He was also failing to make adjustments. Well, I mean, for, for me, you know, I, I was a big Tom Thibodeau supporter, but just based on the fact that, like, look what, look what he's done with his team. I mean, who, who first of all, who's going to replace him and, you know, that. But after watching that Cleveland series, I'm convinced it was because of him we lost. I mean, two, two, two reasons. I, I think the officiating was part of the reason why we lost, and I, th- I think that Tom Thibodeau are we gonna part- Are we going to get back into that? Yeah, we are. Of course we are. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I, you know... Carmen's conspiracy corner. Well, I, okay, we're just gonna start this off right now. Okay, okay. 
take away two to two main plays in that series that just further solidifies my thought on what the NBA is is the fact of one the non technical for the timeout and David Black. What? Listen, listen, listen. How, how much time was left in that game? Because the Bulls had just tied the game with that. The Bulls get the ball back and a free what, throw. Eight, eight or ten seconds left. Okay, something like that. So, uh, assuming the assuming the fact that uh, assuming the fact that the Bulls hit the free throw, they're up one. Okay, or if they miss it, they they still get the ball back, which they can run the clock. They'll get fouled. They'll, they'll eventually be up something, right? We can all agree that say they get three shots, they get the one free shot they miss, and they get fouled again because Cleveland's got to get the ball back. That's two more shots. They yeah, hit one of them at least. They would have been up by say at least one, two or one or two. Say one, say say one. Worst case, for scenario, argument's sake, we'll say one. Right. One, one point. Okay. So that that happens. The Cavs get the ball back. It's a lot harder to shoot a shot to win a game when if you miss it, you lose. Correct. Right. A little bit they're less they're not going to be taking it's a, a little three, bit less pressure. I agree. I, I could say they're probably not going to be taking a three pointer. I mean, they probably try to get something after, a little easier. After after, after watching the video, you if my my first thought was the fact of okay, the NBA referees were not looking at the benches because they knew that they had no timeouts. Right? right, safe assumption. But then you watch the replay and you see the referee that was on the baseline after the Bulls hit that shot look at David Blatt as he's walking on the court and shake his head. I haven't seen that. I'm not going to lie. Look to you. at. I, I mean, look yeah, at. It's, it's, it's as plain it. as it's, it's as plain as day. I mean, they 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 saw. I mean, that's a, that's an infraction of the rules, and you're 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 at the highest level of the of the game, it being the playoffs, and you decide to omit that call. Okay, that's one. That's the first one. Which which that one was the biggest one, just because of the fact of there's a huge difference in being two two and three one. Yeah, Bulls that, are up three one. That, 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 that was huge. Now I'm not now I'm not saying that the Bulls would have even won even being up three one. But the, the 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 series is a distinct different series if it's three one versus two two, going back to Cleveland. Do you think? Do you think looking back at it now, even if the Bulls had won that game, you know, it went from went from the series being tied up two to two to three to one. Do you think the Bulls had enough? Yes. You know, had enough to close out the Cleveland Cavaliers. I do, and, and the only thing that makes well, first of all, I, you know, I, I firmly believe that the Bulls from top to bottom had a better team. Yes, yes, Cleveland, Cleveland Every, had everybody and their mom. Said that the Bulls had a better team, but they still lost. I yeah, mean, no, I know, I, I understand that, but, but what I'm saying is the mind, the mindset as a as a player going in, if you're going in to win one game out of three, or having to go in and fight for your life in a three game series, is completely different. And I, I, I think if, if nothing else, they would at least got another game out of it. it. Yeah, they, would to, it they would have lost in the game seven. If worst case scenario, being up three one. Okay, that was the that was the first mistake. The second mistake that the NBA went with is when the Bulls were coming back in game, game five, game five, which is the game following that one, and the the Matthew Dellavedova leg lock on Taj Gibson, where they you know they call what they call and they go to a replay, which is which is cool because they should go to replay in that crucial game because the Bulls were Bulls were, I think were down seventeen in that game and they were coming back. I think it was within single digits at that point. No, I think they were down by eleven at that. point. When Taj got kicked out, they were down. But by they were 11. down by. But at that. But yeah, before they were, they were down by like they were seventeen. A, they were. They were, they were down like seventeen or eighteen points. I mean, they were. They were definitely coming back again against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So they they look at it. They they call the they call the flagrant on originally they call the flagrant on on Taj Gibson, and they go and review it. And you can see. I mean, everyone can see in the review that he had his leg locked. I mean, that was not an accidental play. That was a that was a deliberate leg lock. And you could kind of, see, I mean, you can interpret the way you know Taj Gibson responded, but either way, he was triggered by a leg lock. And with the replay, they still got the play wrong. Apparently, what their explanation was was that it was the plays leading up to the leg lock that got Taj Gibson kicked out or 
got the flagrant called on him. Flagrant two called on him. But how do they miss the technical foul, regardless on Della Vadova? Right. I mean, it, what, they it, it. what it should have been was two t- two technicals. <laughs> they wipe each other out. It was Done. you know yeah. Cleveland's ball out of Double bounds. Double technical. But that, but as I'm saying though, two huge huge major mistakes on the referee's part that went against the Bulls. That's all. Yeah, no, that was for a guy who believes in conspiracies. I mean, that's there's no further proof than that. that. that it, it, we saw. I mean, we had this we had this discussion in our in our group chat, you know, about how Matthew Della Vadova plays, and you know whether whether you want to say he plays, you know, he plays hard or he plays dirty, like LeBron James is, you know, publicly defending him for for just playing hard. You know, you see a couple of those plays that he made in the Atlanta series, and you're like, you look back at the Chicago, you know, the Taj Gibson play, and it's like, okay. Obviously, this guy is a professional athlete. You know, these guys get paid, the NBA players and, and, and anybody in a, any professional sport, you know, they get paid millions of dollars because they know how to control their body better than anybody else in the world. They know their bodies better. You got to know that something like that is going to either hurt or and or injure a player looking back at the Atlanta series. And, you know, what he did intentionally against Taj Gibson was like, okay, this is, this is, this is, uh, you know, habits forming here. And it shouldn't be. And and if if the NBA tossed or suspended or you know had any kind of discipline against Della Vadova, then it would be big trouble for Cleveland because he's been a huge role player for them this whole playoffs. I mean, we saw we saw him hit. He even started a few. He, games. he basically <laughs> single handedly won Game Six. Yeah, he did. Against, he was a reason against the Bulls. The Bulls. I mean, he torched the Bulls in Game Six, and and you know he was making key plays up until that point throughout the series, and then you know. Obviously, playing key moments in the Atlanta series to knock them out too, but um, it's just crazy. I mean, if it, they, I, I believe he, he should have warranted a suspension with the Al Horford move, his late, the last move. Yeah, because, I saw that one. Yeah, that one was dirty. That was. Really I mean, dirty. you could tell he lunged at his knee, and Al Horford, even in the beginning of the series, was having issues with his knee. You know, he he missed a brief, uh, a period of time during a game. Uh, with his knee, and he's had a sore knee the whole playoffs. I mean, you don't think? I mean, does does L L Horford have a have a track record of being no an aggressive or you know? No, no, so no, that's no. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, Taj Gibson, I could see, I could see because Taj Gibson, he's he he gets a lot of technicals and he plays a little bit more aggressive. Uh, but Al Horford's kind of a, cal- a calm, cool dude. Uh, you know he's had a little, uh, you know, a few altercations, but nothing like no. I mean, nothing like a Dwight but, Howard but I mean, or Ron Artest type he, he thing. Saw he's the, further from Dennis Rodman. Let's just say he that. saw yeah. the night before his one of his best players on the team get his knee busted. I mean, from the same play. I mean, yeah, essentially it was the same play for the most part. You know, Corver got his ankle hurt, uh, and Delavadova. If you're, if but here's the thing though: is if you're not, if you're, if you're not dirty. You heard, you heard, you know, Kyle Korver the game before. Are you making that same play the next day? No, you're not. You're, I mean, you're, you're not. You're, 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 you're walking on eggshells like, for the most part. Got, I mean, you, you don't want to. I mean, if you don't, as a human being, you don't want to hurt somebody if, else. If right. you don't, if you don't want to have your teammates defend you, you have to be a little bit smarter on your actions on the court. So you know, and and for the most part, he could have clearly avoided. He could have clearly avoided both plays. It's not like. It's not like the the Corver play. You know, Fish was uh, Fish was arguing with us that he believes that the the play was a bang bang play, which it might have been. The Corver play might have been a freak accident, you know. But the Horford play that was intentionally dirty. He you see him like regain himself and then lunge at his yeah, knees. I, I I saw that one and I thought that one was that one was dirty. I mean. I looked at the Cobra one numerous of times, and I just thought they were going hard. Which you know that right that 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 could be why everybody is saying, "Oh, he plays hard, he plays hard." However, then you have the Horford play, 
you know, which is a completely different animal. And you could clearly see that he was trying to take out Horford's knee. And for the most part, you know, Atlanta was for the, you know, they had how many, four or five all-stars on their team? Four. Four. You take Corver out of their lineup, that's a huge blow to them because what he does for Atlanta is spaces out the floor. He lets, he lets Paul Millsap and Al Horford operate down low. And, you know, Jeff T, he gives Jeff T driving lanes as well. And uh, Damari Carroll, who was the was the fifth, uh, you know, the the starter left out of the all star the all star group, um, you know, he gives him slashing lanes as well. So for Corver to be out of the lineup and, and, and you know not you know it was an, it was announced immediately that he was done for the rest of the playoffs right. because you know he they didn't release exactly what the injury was he just had some sort of ankle surgery, probably Achilles. Or or something bad. So, Obviously, yeah. for him to get on, go under the knife, it was bad. Yeah, it was. It, it was immediately. Um, I mean, off the bat, they were already down, losing to one of their best defenders in Tabo. Yeah, and so Tabo got Tabo got taken out by the New York police. <laughs> right. You see, he's suing him. Did you yeah. guys see that? Yeah, he's, I saw that. He's like, he, apparently, he was so embarrassed because he couldn't tuck his daughter in the bed or something like that. So he's suing him for like emotional distress. On well, the whole yeah, incident. and plus, like he, he his. Uh, his reputation, I guess, is damaged. Like he's like some sort of thug, right. is what he's what he's. I, I guess part of the lawsuit uh, that you know he's some sort of you know hooligan defamation type of character. Yeah, defamation of character, right? And which is you know I don't know the details of that, but I saw the video and they he, slammed him pretty hard. Right? Yeah, he he went down pretty hard. You would have never thought that he's you know a six, six foot seven or six foot six like professional ball. basketball player. Yeah, they just threw him down like a rag doll. But those guys. New York City cops probably deal with that stuff on a daily basis. Oh, so. yeah. you imagine if he was playing. You imagine if he was playing in that series, he would be guarding. He would. He would have guarded LeBron pretty well, I think. Well, I think Demari Carroll kind of matched up physically a little bit better with with LeBron, but the 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 Atlanta Hawks didn't take the same approach that the Bulls did, where they just put Demari Carroll on him and that's it. They were kind of switching and rotating around, which is what Tom Thibodeau should have done, right? I, granted, it didn't work. Obviously. Granted, <laughs> granted, uh, Atlanta had least uh, less success against LeBron that the Bulls did. Is uh, is regards well, to stats? Carroll and Carroll, but Carroll got hurt in the I think the second game. game. One. It was game, it was game, one. game, one, game one, one, and he never been. He was never yeah. the same. So it, you know, it's kind of hard to say. I just think that the Bulls, you know, with that whole with with what they had going into that Cleveland series and how they came out of it. They blew a golden opportunity because look what look Cleveland they had a yellow brick road paved for them right to the finals. I mean Atlanta, you know I argued with them earlier in the se- you know with Carmen earlier in the season saying that they were going to be there, they were going to be there. Let's face it, they fizzled out in the end. It could have been because Tabo was one of their best defense perimeter defenders, and right. losing him was was a big blow to them. Come on, dude, come on. Hey, they made it farther than you expected, though. You got to admit that. Dude, the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Eastern Conference Man, sucks. They, I get they, that. Who they, did they, they play? They, who did, they played they Washington. Beat, they beat Washington. Washington, who Washington. you, who yeah. you like, you could have swore you were a Washington Wizards. Yeah, but fan. John, but John Wall was not the same after he hurt broken his hand. Yeah, yeah. So. one minor detail, guys. That's not <laughs> a star player on a broken hand. I mean, <laughs> but come they on. got the truth. The yeah, truth. The, the truth. Yeah, and up. he actually played really well. I mean, I give Josh credit for that. I mean, he put they played well, but I mean, he was a tenth of a second away from sending that series. I mean, we game. sat here, we all sat here, we said if the Bulls beat Cleveland, they're going to roll Atlanta. I mean, come on. I yeah, mean, well, I mean, well, too bad that shot didn't count at that. <laughs> oh, Paul Pierce. What's that, Paul Pierce's <laughs> yeah. shot? Yeah. 
That yeah, would have just prolonged. I don't know. I just, I just look at it as, you know, the Bulls' biggest asset, I thought, was their bench. And their health, for the most part, they were one of the healthiest teams. I mean, it's all, it's all, that's all I was preaching about the whole time was, you know what, I just want to see a healthy Bulls team play a LeBron team. And we actually got a LeBron team that was not healthy. Right. Which was a, you know. With a, a hobbled Kyrie Irving yeah, with no I mean, Kevin Love. You got a big, you got a big, Smith, you got a big three. Moving, one of them's gone. There's a two-game suspension for another one. The other one's playing on one foot. I mean. You're not going to see a weaker LeBron James team for the rest of his career as you did this year. And the Bulls got beat by a dude who and they picked up from the YMCA. YMCA yeah, come on. Well, he's, that, he was playing let, basketball at the YMCA. And they, let, and, they, and they let Thompson throw them around. Tristan? Oh, oh he's my a max God, player. Man. He's a max player that oh Thompson. My he's God, spectacular. Man. Every every time he touched the ball, whether it was not even if he if he didn't even grab the rebound, if he just got his hand on it and tipped it to even the Bulls the Bulls team, he was the greatest rebounder since Dennis Rodman. It's like, come on, dude. He's getting like 12, 11, 12 rebounds a game. Hold for on, hold on, hold on. Time out. We got, we got to do Wasn't this. Wasn't that Mark wait, Jackson? Hold on, that was time that? out, time out. I'm going first. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Everybody was kung fu fighting. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Damn, I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. You guys are about to steal my thunder and my kick in the head. So, anyways, like I was saying, because you know, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want my kick in the head to be Tristan Thompson just for that smug look every time he got a stupid offensive rebound and the and and the, the announcers were like, "Oh my God, he's such a great player. He is. This, he does everything for the Cavalier. Like the guy's got, he's got like five rebounds and three of them are offensive and he's got like ten points. Really, he's a max contract player. He's really that great? No. I mean, far from it. Yeah. I mean, let's be serious. So for that, my kick in the head is Tristan Thompson. You deserve to be kicked in the head. <laughs> we don't have any punches because Josh isn't here. So, Fish, can you do some sound effects or something? Boom. Boom. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Who's, who else has got one? Somebody else has got some vented up anger here. Uh, Roy, you're always good for one. I've got, uh, I've got one. I'll go next. Uh, I've got one. It's a little bit out of our out of our realm of sports coverage, but I might as well get into it a little bit. But it's just a bonehead move all around. Uh, John Jones. I don't know if any of you guys know who John Jones is. He's a he's a UFC fighter. He was Stupid, the man. light heavyweight champion uh, of the UFC. And just to give you guys a little info on what happened here, John Jones was uh, was driving a rental car, uh, and he got in a accident, a hit and run accident, where he hit a uh, the car that he hit got an accident with was carrying a woman. Uh, who was abiding by all the laws on the road. Uh, he hit her. She was pregnant, uh, broke her arm uh, during the accident, and then he fled the scene. Uh, obviously, he was concealing or he was uh, holding something that wasn't uh, meant to be found. So uh, he, he hit this woman. He, f- he got out of his car instantly, ran across the street to a gated community, jumped over a fence, said, oh, wait, hold on a second. I forgot a bunch of money in my car and some a bunch of drugs, ran back, grabbed all of his money and all of his drugs, and then fled the scene again. So this dude is, he what a moron. I mean, he was, the at the time he got in the accident, he was, you guys could go on YouTube or, or anywhere. Uh, I could put up a link on our website. Can I, can I interject here? Can I interject here? The poor guy's not making Floyd Mayweather money, guys. He's got to he's got to deal drugs and he's got to do all stupid things because he's not making Floyd Mayweather. He's driving a rental car for God's sakes. So not only <laughs> not only is the not only is the guy facing felony of uh, felony felony charges for the hit and run accident, 
Uh, he was also stripped of his light heavyweight uh, championship, which uh, was got to sting a little bit more. The UFC gave his title uh, to his biggest rival. I don't, I can't pronounce his name. Daniel Machida. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's who they gave the. They, that's who they. <laughs> and not only that, not only was he he he's a, he was a uh, he was arrested on felony charges. He was banned or he was uh, stripped of his title. He's he was suspended indefinitely from the UFC and his huge sponsorship that he had with Reebok, which is one of UFC's biggest uh, biggest sponsorships that they have or up up and coming sponsorships. That he also lost that. So, uh, John Jones, you get my kick in the head for being a royal d bag. What bam? <laughs> that, that was that was a lot better than that boom. Was, that yeah, was, you guys. That was, that was you that guys. Was that was bad. Well, Josh. If if the wolves can hear, let please let them go. We need you back. Uh, you want to go next, Fish? You want me to go? I don't have one. Um, Christopher, you kind of stole mine. Sorry, but bro. that's fine. The the chef is always yeah, yeah you're his, full of venom. The dude. chef is always a backup. I'm gonna go a little NFL on this one. Did you guys hear what Antonio Cromartie said no. about Richard Sherman? This should be good. No, he, he had, I mean, we all know Richard Sherman. Top tier cornerback, yeah. probably the best in the league right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a Seahawks fan, but he's, no, but you respect he's, how he uh, plays. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. good. I wouldn't want my best receiver being guarded by him. Plain and simple, he's that damn good. He goes on record saying that he shouldn't be mentioned in top tier cornerback conversation. That it's him and Darrell Revis. When, when was the last time Antonio Camardi was even relevant? <laughs> I don't know. Can, can someone serious? tell me? Go ahead. I'll wait. Hold on. Hold I, on. I, are you really that stupid? Like, what planet are you on, Cromartie? Like, really? I got it. I got oh, it. I got it. <laughs> like, I, I was reading this, and I'm like... <laughs> I, I was reading it, and I'm just like, what is it? What is this? Because someone drug tech. What is he smoking? Like, the last time you were good was... Well, I think were, the NFL Players Association trying to get the uh, marijuana. Trying to be legalized. I, I'm reading this, and I'm like, this guy's an, a complete idiot. So maybe he's starting a little early. I mean, this guy played, what, what did he have, like a broken elbow when he was still playing that damn good? Richard Sherman? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm far from a Sherman. I can't stand Fractured Seahawks. Elbow, yeah. I, I don't like them, but the man can play. Yeah. Oh, so I, wait, oh is Richard God. Sherman getting your punch in the head? No, it's Cromartie. <laughs> <laughs> you can punch Richard Sherman. I'll, I'll, once for Richard Sherman, just for being Richard Sherman. <laughs> All right, well, that was that was that was fun. The chef always ready. Kind of, yeah, kind of fun. <laughs> Anyways, we are. Uh, are we gonna? Should I continue on with Tristan Thompson? Yes, oh, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love talking about that guy. He's <laughs> top of my list. Oh, yeah, no, but I, I, I still believe the Bulls. Blew a Look, can I give you, can I give you guys my take on your your Bulls? Yes, thing? please. Look. Everyone knows that I'm far from a LeBron James fan. I can't stand the guy. Oh, by the way, I feel uh, like I could take him. That's just me. For the record, uh, you're gonna have to take down that picture of Roy and his Kobe jersey on our website, <laughs> www.scrapcitysports.com. If you guys could uh, go ahead and send Roy all your hate mail for him wearing his <laughs> his Laker jersey. Hey, I look good in that jersey. Thanks, Carm. Appreciate the love on that one. No man. problem. <laughs> but all right, look, you. I respect your guys' opinions, and you and you say. The officiating was bad. It was bad. Yes, it was. I agree. But there's a lot of factors that came into this series. First of all, Paul Gasol chose a hell of a time to go down. Healthy for the pretty much most part of the year, right? 
Yeah, but if you remember, you remember though, in previous podcasts, I said the only thing that worried me about this Bulls team was Paul Gasol because he was the only guy who didn't take games off and played heavy minutes every single game. And he was the oldest player on the team almost behind Najee Muhammad. And not to be, he had a lot of miles on his yeah. legs already to begin with, I mean, man. he was playing in games like when, when, when Noah was hurt, Noah wasn't playing, or Taz was he was picking up all the slack. Yeah, but that falls back on Tibbs. You I know, no, right. I that know. Goes back to Tibbs. I know, that's a, but that, that's what I'm saying though. Like, I mean, he just, his, his refusal to use the bench just really irked me. I mean, you have Tony Snell who, you know, I get like the regular season and the, the, the postseason is completely different, but I mean, he played well against the Cavs. I was preaching Tony, the whole time. Tony Snell played the pretty well team. all season, I think, in his limited minutes that he got. But like, how do you, how do you, ex- how do you explain, minutes. yeah, how do you explain though, like, you know, Doug McDermott? Like, I mean, he's the what, number seven pick overall? Eight, and, number eight. I, I, the only number thing eight? I can come up with why Tibbs did, I mean, Powell was really the only true guy on that team that was really battle tested, man. This guy's won championships. And, and Pauk was relied upon heavily that, that, well, for yeah. offensive. You when put the too offense, much on Pauk. That, that, though, is, that, though, is, and I was screaming, if you guys were watching the games with me, I was screaming, you could tell when certain guys did not have it that game, and he stuck with them way too long. And there was, right. ga- there was games before Pauk and Saul got hurt, like the game before he got hurt. He was completely ineffective the whole game, and yet he played... He logged forty minutes. Oh, over well, forty. That, that, it was forty minutes. Coaching style. I mean. But but that's what I'm saying though. I mean, you're, you're yeah, so hard headed to, to to break away from your mold that's gotten you there. I mean, that's your own fault. I mean, that that's that's plain and simple. That's your own fault. I mean, I mean, what better time to unleash a guy like Doug McDermott for just some spot out minutes or you know a Tony Snell when there's not no, a lot you, of tape on the guy. I don't believe you could have put Doug McDermott. No, no, I couldn't not, have thrown him in no, that I, fire. I, I know that, but Tony but, Snell was definitely more than capable of going. He played in the playoffs last year too. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but he still got. Some playoff. You got a taste of the game, right? Yeah. I mean, there were times. I mean, but, there, but there was there was times where, like, you know, when the Bulls were were playing really poorly offensively, and you could see, like, you know, just just Pogosol did not have it. He did not go to Nikola Mirotic faster. I mean, the guy, the guy, whether you like him or hate him, he could score. And when he got, when he had a when he had a head full of comments, he was almost unstoppable. Mirotic, we're talking about, yes, yeah, because he was almost. A non-factor. No, I know, I know, no, I know. But because he never, he never got a rhythm. He never once. I agree. You could see he was spooked, like from the his, fact of like his psyche know, was shaken. Yeah, man. it was, and he and Tibbs did nothing to, to cultivate it, getting back to where it was. I mean, I mean, look at look at how he responded when he went to the All Star. I mean, he was full of confidence, and it showed. I mean, he led the he led the league in fourth quarter scoring as a rookie. Over Kawhi, LeBron, over Harden, over Stephen Curry, because he had a he had a, he had a boatload of confidence going in. He, when he when his confidence is high, that guy is unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, he, he tor- really he, tor- is. he torched my Lakers Christmas Day. Yeah, he I mean, that guy when he just got the ball, he shot and it was in. Yeah, I mean, it reminded just, me in high school. That's but, how pretty uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, oh gosh! But I mean, that that that, that to me falls on coaching staff. It really, it really does. Just just be unaware to make the quick the quick transitions in, in your schemes that you have that get you there, and to get the right players in who have what the, you know what it takes to get it, the job done. I mean, he just didn't experiment as much as he should have, especially knowing when they. I mean, they went through those dry spots where they didn't score for what. That last game, six seven minutes, six seven minutes. I mean, at that point, I mean, you got to try it. You got to throw the kitchen sink at them and just try and I get mean, something to work. Look, look, even back to game four. You know, they could have when they could have went up. Uh, when they could have went up three to one, they were up by nine points in the third quarter at the, with maybe thirty seconds left in the third quarter, and they let Cleveland back in the game instantly. I mean, Cleveland. The game was tied within the first couple minutes of of the fourth quarter. And then it was it, it was you know back and forth from there on out. But they should have just stepped on their throat when they had the chance. I mean, like Carmen said, there's a big difference in two to two and uh, three to one. I and mean, especially when you demoralize a team like that on your home floor, you know you're sending a message to them. And and they failed to do that. Tibbs did not make adjustments when he needed to. 
I mean, I agree with that. I I would say if you go up three one, I still think Cleveland wins Game Five. Yeah, but, I, yeah. But there's there's no way that they they trump the Bulls the way they did. But in game but six. but but then again, you you don't know because I mean, at that point, are they you know they're you know other than LeBron James, there's nobody on that team that's battle tested. So they just they just fold up shop and go home. I mean, you don't know. I mean, I guess it's a problem is we don't know because no, it didn't happen. What the Bulls did is exactly what we thought the Cavs would do. Honestly, at least for me, the Bull. I mean, I thought if the Bulls had you know that killer instinct, then they were going to step on Cleveland's throat. They, you know, how how the Bulls reacted in Game Six, how they, for the most part, as publicly perceived, that they laid down, you know, that they gave up. I think they gave up on Tom Thibodeau that last game. I think that that offensive drought that they went in that, that last game that was eight minutes long, I think just completely sucked the wind out of them, and they're like, you know what. We're not going to win a championship. I mean, you guys, we're, you guys, we're dog tired. We're, we, we we give up. We, we mercy. I mean, do you have good. Do you have a negative, uh, a negative uh, perception of D Rose and his performance of that game? Considering he only took four shots, four four field, he only attempted four field goals in the second half of that game six. That, that's really it's a fourth. I, I guess that's I didn't even notice that. Four, so I mean like, four, yeah. but at the same time, he's trying to get his teammates involved. I mean, he doesn't. He he's not. He's not the. He's not the John Wall. He's not the Chris Paul type of point guard where he's going to take know, over a game. He's an assist. Uh, you know, he's not going to have. 18 he's not assists. that superstar to me either. I'm sorry to say it to he, you, but he's not. But he's not that. He he's also not that type of point guard. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. He's what a you, score first point guard. Where do you think in the top 200 NBA players of every position? Where do you think Derrick Rose? Where do you think? Where do you personally think he ranks? And where do you think the NBA ranks Derrick Rose as a player at top 200? It, as far as top two hundred point guards, no, 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 players overall, players overall, everybody. Included. I would think the NBA has to rank him in the top ten. No, what not even that anymore. Well, what do you What do you think, and what do you think the NBA ranked him? I, I'd rank him in the top fifty, I guess. I mean, that's. I don't think ever since his injury, D Rose to me is not the same. I mean, you had flashes of him coming back and yeah, being see, good. I, I don't know. I think post post set, the last surgery, I think he. I th- thought he he lived up to pretty close to where I thought he was going to be. Yeah, I thought he, he was, was. I thought he down down the stretch after like Carmen said. I thought he played stretch, well. I thought yeah, he was. I thought he played pretty. I thought good. he was. I don't think he was the reason why they lost. I really don't. Even though he had a poor second half, but there was there was also a lot of rumors. Didn't about he get him. hurt in that series against so He was holding his wrist a lot. I know. Oh, yeah, he, he did. He had a stinger. stinger which stinger. I don't ever had a stinger, but yeah, if, me I mean, if you're if you're a shooter, I mean, I, I got to imagine that affects you. Wait, wait. Did you just say Derrick Rose was a shooter? Please don't Who? Me. Well, I mean, he's just got to shoot the ball. I mean, he's an NBA player. I mean, every every NBA player has he's to shoot He's become the ball. a better shooter. Yeah, no, he's... Uh, he realized he's not going to blow by everybody forever. I mean, he had to become a shooter. Am I right? Yeah, but I mean, like Michael I said... Michael did it. Michael couldn't blow by everybody the rest of his career, so he, he developed so, an awesome fadeaway. So where do you guys, th- where do you guys think Derrick Rose ranks? <laughs> At a top 200, I'd say he's probably 160. Fish, what do you, what do you think? 175. I'm going 90. Wow. Right, you just changed. You went from like 50 to 90. <laughs> I had to think about it, man. He was ranked number 72 of all players. Oh, hey, I was pretty close. I was pretty close. So you guys all went crazy. You guys didn't see me. Well, no, but I, I, know, I remember seeing, uh, I think it was maybe around All-Star Game where I saw, you know, uh, those power rankings that they have for players, and he was like really, really low. But the, granted, he wasn't playing really well at the time. I'm not saying that he was playing lights out, but I thought... He kind of exceeded my expectations in at least the first, you know, the, the first series of the playoffs and the, those games that he came back right before the playoffs. The Cavs series up until Game Four, I thought he played well, and then obviously the whole team went down after that. So it was kind of hard to, you know, to to place, you know, blame on 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 D Rose's performance for the team. But yeah, I saw some I saw some things that he was ranked really low. 
What about uh, flip flip side of it? Where do you think where do you think Jimmy Butler was ranked? Top two hundred. Twenty five. Uh, He's gonna look good in purple and gold. I'm gonna say fifteen. Fish twenty. Seven. Wow. Holy cow. seven. Jesus. Yeah. Is that above? Is that above Clay Thompson? Yes, it was. Wow. Yep. You, you sound like you took that personal. I don't, I don't know. No, no, I'm I just saying because team, I don't know who drafted him on his team. I think I was the oh only one. God, but <laughs> just, just, Seriously? just, just for the just for the record, let me just run run this down really quick. That. Uh, out of my five, oh my, my five, God, my dude. five guys, four out of five were on the top eight. Four out of five guys. Are you serious? If I would have picked Marcus, I'd had a perfect Brad, lineup. Brad. Just out of curiosity, where Mr. Brian on that list? Oh, he was like he was he's over hundred two hundred six. Yeah, he, he was like injured. He has been. Yeah, injured. he's. I mean, what you, he's old yeah, and he's injured. Course. I mean, it's not. If it's Kobe Bryant in his prime. He's, Just to make the list is still good for him at that point. Yeah, I mean, it, this is exactly where Kobe's going. <laughs> I mean, where I, where I was going with that whole thing was like, I mean, obviously I'm being sarcastic. We're saying that Powell chose a hell of a time to get injured because no one plans to get hurt. But that affected them, number one. I mean, you could say the officiating, yeah, it did them some harm. But at the end of the day, Cleveland still had to put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, man. yeah. No, no, like, like I prefaced it, though. I, I said I, I don't Cleveland think that, knocked down every single shot. That, I, I every don't single wide-open shot, they knocked it down. I don't so think the Bulls that was played well enough to beat Cleveland without the officiating. But all, the, all I was making the point of is the officiating did not help them. Like no, it helped uh, the no, of course I think not. it kind of changed, this, it changed, it changed this was the their shot, the man. This no, I know, no, I know, I know, and that's where I think it falls. I think it falls. I honestly think it falls on coaching. I mean, you could you could say what you want about. I mean, players are giving it their all. It's just if you're playing in an antiquated system on offense, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're playing against arguably one of the best defenders yeah. in the league, in LeBron James, yeah. who's a free safety on defense. What are you going to do? He's big, man. I mean, yeah, but that's but that's what he is. I mean, he doesn't. He's a big boy. You know, he plays where he wants to play, and he just goes, and, runs up behind people and blocks shots. I mean, that's that's his game. And as much as we may find a Josh the Wolf, man. J.R. Smith was big. I'm the wolf he, man. He, he knocked down every three that I ever seen him yeah, shoot, man. Yeah, he's prefaced it. He's not the... Chris was the wolf man. Oh, Josh wolf is man. the gorilla. He's, okay. But he did knock down damn near every three, man. I don't know. I think the X... I, I haven't seen him shoot like that since Denver. I think the X factors in that series were, were Tristan Thompson. I think Matthew Delavadova were two X factors. Delavadova was, yeah, by far probably won that series for them. But if you remember correctly... Oh, he got all the loose when, balls. When knocked were, down all his wide open shots. When the Bulls were up nine or whatever it was in that third quarter... J.R. Smith hit two threes before the end of the third. Yeah, but he had three field goals the whole game. So Delvadova two threes were huge. But yeah, yeah, basically what J.R. Smith did is, I mean, he he wasn't overall didn't have a great game, but he hit key shots at key yeah. moments. And that's really, I mean, he he would end the game with like twelve points, but he had like seven or eight of those points in the fourth quarter in key like two minute spans. Where that, I mean, that happens, you, and you and you're inept offensively. That yeah, it's gonna, gonna bury you. I'm gonna give Josh credit, but he didn't have to keep on bringing up that he should be suspended for the whole series. <laughs> he should have. He should have. But I mean, it's the same. It's the yeah. same thing with uh, who was the who was the guy who just threw the punch? Uh, um, what's what his name? Heck? What's his name? Who just threw the punch at the other guy? Who's in the uh, Dwight well, Howard? No. No, Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight no. Howard. He should have been injected. Oh for right, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, Dwight he, Howard got the Dwight Howard got a technical for it. Yeah, where, where he closed on Iguodala. Yeah, he punched. He, he basically elbowed him in the throat. Yeah, yeah right oh, it was uh, it was Bogut. He punched Bogut. Bogut, in the face. yeah, Bogut. Well, I'm t- I was thinking of the clothesline. He did the on clothesline Iguodala. on the he, pick. He gave him an elbow to the throat. Oh, I, I, I didn't. Like I a, didn't see that. I just saw. I saw the Bogut thing. Dude. He actually punched him, and he got so Taj Gibson after review gets tossed for retaliation of getting a leg lock, and yet there was a straight up punch to the throat, and he still played. And oh, a clo- wait, and a clothesline. 
And he well, still plays. Uh, Dwight Howard serving his one. Yeah, game he's serving his one game next year. Yeah. That's right. Oh wow, that's, that's really <laughs> it was like an ultimate warrior type of. That's, code. that's convenient. Just like Dalvadova getting a technical the day after. Like oh, that's it, not going to affect their season. We know that. So. But what I, you know what I thought though, like when that when speaking of that when that happened, I thought in game five because that happened in game four, correct? Was that What's game, that? Game, the the light lock was game, game five? five. Five. Game, game five. five. I thought the start of game six should have been Derek Rose shooting a shooting a, a technical free throw. Start the game out one nothing. Yeah, they should have. That's not a rule though. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I, mean, I agree. What's the point of issuing a technical though? Yeah, I mean, I get like the, whole, it's for the suspensions and yeah, fines. Thing, but I mean, that does nothing for the Bulls right now. Yeah, right. I, mean, I agree. I agree. They screwed up the call. They should rectify it by giving them the free throw. I You're mean, right. they lost that point. I mean, we don't know. You know, that'd be an awkward, awkward start to it. Yeah, weird. Right. What is free throw? Free throw. You know all saying? right, one nothing. <laughs> like, damn. All right, cool. Because yeah. I guess would, the question would be: Would they shoot the free throw and then jump the ball up? No, nah, they it would. It would have to be just yeah, Bulls, Bulls ball. ball, Bulls ball. Yeah, it's a technical Bulls ball. And they could essentially knock down a three and go up four. Four, yeah. Before Cleveland even gets the ball. Yeah. Right. They'd have been shell-shocked. They just went into a hole and says, okay, we give up. We give up. No. Championship. <laughs> just, uh, you, guys, man, you guys are crazy. I'm man. just, you know. Okay, now let me ask you this. Being the outsider on this one, you guys as Bulls fans, now with your new head coach, are you guys as good next year? Are we this good? Right. As good as you guys played this year, are you going to be this good? Wait, wait, we didn't play good this year, so this is... Better than most Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, but the Eastern Conference, I think they show their true colors in the playoffs on how terrible it was. Uh, you know, obviously, one, All right, two, well, uh, maybe three good teams in the East when there was eight good teams in the West. So where do you finish in the East next year, then? Bulls were 50-32 and 32 last year. Are they over or under 50? I'm I going, think I'm going 40, 42 and 40. Wow. That's a big drop. In a crappy East Eastern Rook, Conference? Rookie head coach. I go, There's I go. be some growing pains. Vinny, Del, Vinny Del Negro, which never had any success in the NBA, went 41 and 41. I'm going, so, I'm going over 55 games. So you're going over, but you're saying 55. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Roy. Think of your, think of your theory. Look at what happened with, with Golden State. Steve Kerr, never a head coach, never any NBA coaching uh, That's a hell experience. of a roster he's got, though, yeah, man. Well, look at the Bulls. Bulls have a similar... The Bulls have a very similar roster. Bulls don't have Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, but they do have Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> they do have I mean, no, Cameron Bearstone. Okay, like, I, I, I know it's going to sound like a total homer, but I mean, if you think about it, it's a lot of the same situation. I mean, it really is. you got a team that was a perennial playoff team because, I mean, Golden State was a playoff team the year before, they just had a coach that they felt couldn't get them over the top. Same basic team. I mean, they got a star point guard. They had they the, same, they had the same, same exact team. I think maybe the only change was Leandro Barbosa, who doesn't never cracks the floor. So No, yeah, he gets into ones in a great while. But that's what I'm saying. I mean... Hey, we can go a little wager on this. I'm, 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 they're they're going to win 42 games. That's it. I, I think they're going over. Let's I think they're going over. over. We, we can I'm, talk I'm, wager I'm, later. We can I'm talk about this. 55. Case of beer? Case of beer. Who else is in? I'm in. All right. I say over we both say over. Christopher, what do you got? I'm definitely going over 42. I don't know if I could go to 55. No, well, the, the bet is 50. You're yeah. either over 50 or under 50. I'm going over 50. So if they win only 49, I win. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so you get three cases right. of beer. Well, let's do it. Should we, should we allow Josh into this bet? No. I'm sure he's not. Listen, if Josh, Josh is a homer. No, actually, homers. we should not. We should not. Because whatever Josh, he if might Josh not picks over, he might Josh, not pay. If Josh, <laughs> yeah, if, no, if Josh takes over, then we're all going to lose. <laughs> so, <Right. anyways. laughs> we shouldn't involve Josh. Please. He's not here to speak for himself, so we won't include him. If he wants in later, he could be in. But 
No. As of right now, I went, hey, I'm, I'm, they're not going to win 50 games. What, are we going to do a gentleman's bet, though, too, where you got to like, we got to pay up at a certain point? Like, you ain't doing a Josh. And As soon as we know that season's over and they're not eligible to win 50 or they will win 50, pay up. That's we got to save that sound bite. You know by, by the end of the, how about, how about we say this? You, you got to be paid up by the beginning of the playoffs. Sounds good. Before to me. the first ball is tipped, of the, the, the Bulls' first ball game is tipped. That's like right. three days. You'll have your case. Yeah, well, have, how long does it take? If you guys win, you'll have your case to watch game one. It's that simple. That's and, it. If you, you know. and if you don't, I'll be sitting And we'll home. be drinking it all the way to the championship, baby. <laughs> yeah. And if you, and Fred if, and if you don't win. President. The mayor, baby. The mayor. And just remember, Jimmy Butler might be in purple and gold. I'm just oh, saying. my God. Be so quiet, dude. I'm just saying. Back, back to that beer stuff, man. I still haven't got my beer. and that's <laughs> I got one case. He owes, me two. He owes us two. And, and his defense, case. over the holiday weekend, he did say he was going to take care of you guys. Yeah, what no, I've heard that. Before. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not worried about that. I'm just, you know, Hanukkah. I mean, we're, not, we're not the JCC show anymore. Okay. <laughs> granted, granted, I put the in the fine print the whole double. If you don't pay by by well, January first, you know, when you, you do receive. the football thing again, I think that. Roy, you're in he, for that, right? He, yeah, I'm he, in. He can't put it in his picks right, until just, he pays me. Just, just, and to, just to preface this, we have a pickums pool for 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 football season, and. uh I was a champion. Let's just get this out there. I was a champion. I beat all of you guys handily. Fish had a massive lead. I, I hunted did a, him. I did a colossal A's. failure. I did a Oakland A's. There was yeah. a colossal yeah. meltdown at the end. I'm and, in. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a confidence pool type thing and uh, picking against the spread, which makes it a little harder. We, okay. we didn't bet for any money, so we are just we just do beer bets on the on Scratch City Sports. So if anyone wants to get in our on our beer bets, more than well, we're talking good beer here, right? Well, we're I'm, not talking. I'm, I'm still yeah, whatever you want. Well, whatever Josh isn't here, so like. Bushlight doesn't count. <laughs> but I'm still going back. Natural I don't lights. think he should be able to make picks in the beginning. I think he loses out week one. Week no, he's got to pay. What are you, you going to be, Adam Silver? Yeah. You're going to suspend somebody for next year? He's got he's to pay before he can compete in the next one. So, I mean, that that's a rule. Like, he can't get into the next one until everyone's paid out. Well, then he's not going to get in. <laughs> All right. So no, uh, he, he, will. He, he, he was last place. I mean, he's going to get back in. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about something a little bit more uplifting besides Roy's, you know, pessimistic view of the Chicago Bulls? Let's talk about something that we have we – have, Legitimate shot of winning a championship. We are four games away from having another parade downtown, city of Chicago, lined in the streets of nothing but red for Chicago Blackhawks. Let's just say this is probably one of the most exciting, going to be the one of the most exciting two weeks in Chicago in the last two years. I mean, nobody else has been close to a championship. Blackhawks brought the brought the last one home in 2013, so we're going back to this uh, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow, first game puck drop at 7 p.m. in Tampa Bay. Hopefully, there's a sea of red there, uh, except in the premium clubs because Tampa Bay is trying to do some scandalous stuff. Listen, like Nashville. listen. If, if any of our subscribers are going to the game, I have the solution for them. <clears throat> wear your jersey. Wear it loud and proud. When they ask you to take it off. Have a jersey painted on your body. No shirt underneath. <laughs> go freestyle, gentlemen. Or women. I mean, whatever. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. But there you go. Listen, I'll put, this, do? I'll put this out there. If any of our subscribers are going to Tampa Bay tomorrow for tomorrow's game, and they are worried about getting their Blackhawks jersey taken away from them, stop by Kenilworth Studios. I'll give you guys one of my jerseys. You guys wear it there. Tweet us a picture of it. Get kicked out. Whatever you got to do. It's my jersey getting thrown away. 
not a big deal. But I just want to see. I just want to see red in Tampa Bay. I just want to see this. I, I, I was. I, I was generally surprised. I didn't think anybody could top the Predators and how they dealt with fans and their inferiority to a <laughs> the, franchise. Their, their, nation, their whole reconfiguring re, uh, their national anthem that was, and everything. That was terrible. Like, I was like embarrassed like, watching that. Like, oh my God. Like, I would be embarrassed. The national anthem is supposed to be something that, you know, gets your juices flowing, gets you proud to be an American. What, gets the you- crowd singing it? No, I'm saying <laughs> All uh, when, when you have, you know, the Anaheim one was brutal too. But, you know... The national anthem is. Spo- I mean, we're spoiled in the sh- city of Chicago having uh, uh, Jim Cornelius and sing it for us uh, at the United Center. But you know, it's supposed to be something like you know, just like a huge. Uh, it's supposed to be a huge thing to kick the game off, and, and yeah, they have the crowd singing it, and then that I don't know if she was pregnant or not pregnant woman in in uh, Anaheim. That was bad too. It's like, and I don't I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, but uh, I kept telling my wife. Every time, every like timeout or like stop and play in Anaheim, when when the Hawks were in Anaheim, they had the worst pump up the crowd music ever. It was like all like grunge or like heavy metal rock and roll. It was like, dude, this is not this, this is how you get you know all these twenty thousand fans pumped up is by playing like Metallica, uh, not Metallica, but like it was I don't know. Anne Berlin or some kind of weird. <laughs> who, who would have guessed though that Game Seven ends like that? I mean, granted, the score looked like it was closer, but anyone who had two eyes that watched that game, that was a flat-out domination from the that Chicago Blackhawks. That was amazing. Like, there, was, <laughs> there, was sli- there was slight suspense in it, the, the end of the game, but that, there was just jubilation the entire game for us, for, for Blackhawks fans all around the country and all around the world. That was, that was amazing. I mean, from, from, from puck drop, I mean... Anaheim had a little rush in the beginning, and then Jonathan Taves just slapped them in the mouth. Mike, the captain. Oh my, that was that was I always, great. I told you guys, they, they, I was the captain. I was I was reading I was reading a story today that they were saying that if Jonathan Taves manages to win another Stanley Cup this year, that he will be the greatest hockey player since Wayne Gretzky. He's he's how can he, he not be? I mean that, that that's serious. I mean that's serious. That's conversation that's right there, serious man. conversation to have. I mean the guy's only what twenty seven. Yeah, dude, he's good. I mean, to be the he greatest player since Wayne. Gre- I mean, there was a lot of players since Wayne Gretzky, and to have Jonathan Tate being our guy, it's just it's just amazing With how eight it's just, years it's still just in am- Chicago. I mean, you know, we were just talking about the Bulls and how in the biggest game of their season, Game Six, they didn't show up, and when the Blackhawks need it the most, there's guys always the big guys are always stepping to the plate what what did what did i say though why i believe that the blackhawks were going to win the stanley cup what was the number one reason why i said you does anyone remember yeah their stars are stars no but their stars show up when it matters i mean that was quite evident in games i mean that was i mean what patrick kane had three assists and jonathan Tate had two goals not even not even from game five from from the second period of game five onto game six and onto game seven finishing them off the Blackhawks figured it out. I don't know what it was. Uh, they, Quinville didn't make many adjustments. Oh, he made one big adjustment. Well, line one. I right. Mean, T- Taves and Kane. Taves, Kane, and Saad is like unstoppable. That's like video game hockey right there. But, yep. but if you if you look at it, it wasn't he wasn't consistently playing them. He would he would kind of mix and match them up throughout the game. But when he needed them the most, those three guys were together, and it was it's magic. I mean, Brandon Saad, look that. That guy looks like a Max Max Cha-ching. Yeah, oh my god. That's all I kept on saying is was it, Cha-ching, is it, Cha-ching. Is, it, is it a bypro- is it a byproduct of playing with two of the greatest players in the NHL right now? You 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 can't deny that because he's a, he's a younger, better version of Marion Hosa. 
I mean, that's what he is. And Marion Hosa has had a probably a Hall of Fame career. I did not realize. I did not realize how fast Brandon Saad was. He's strong too. <laughs> he's, he's fast. Strong. I mean, he's, he's strong, strong and he's fast. I mean, he, uh, he. Yeah, I mean, he's like a protege of Marion Hosa. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, talk about talk about special time in the city of Chicago. Just knowing that we have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze for eight more years, and then you know the chance of signing Brandon Saad for another who knows what. I mean, you're going to lose something in that, but I mean, those three guys. I mean, oh my god! But the key was, and you said it earlier, that who's the most important hawk of the of the team is Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, just the, just the, the just, the, the planet, just to throw this out there about Duncan Keith. Uh, Duncan Keith has logged 537 minutes uh, of ice time in the playoffs. That's over 60 minutes more than the guy right below him. 60 minutes. That's one whole. He's played one whole game more, and that's saying for for anybody in the playoffs. You know, it could go for anybody in Tampa Bay too, because they've played the same amount of games as the Blackhawks or gotten to the same point as the Blackhawks, and he's played one hour more than the next guy below him. Which that's a ridiculous number, and that just goes to show that he probably is not human. He's probably some sort of cyborg robot because <laughs> there's no way that he was getting. I mean, everybody. He, he was getting better. I, was love, I love what Coach Q said about him after one game. He's the freak. He yeah, is. I mean, that's the crazy part, though. Is most most guys start to show deterioration after playing on the ice for that long. He got better. Like he made better decisions, played better, played faster. How, how he, foolish! He could play, play offense. I think. Well, I mean, you, you saw like, that he's like a he's like a he's like a defensive forward. Yeah, I mean, he, he's like an he's like an all he's like an all star offensive like, like a forward an all star if he was a forward. But he, the problem is he chose defense and he's a world class defender. I mean, this guy's crazy. I mean, it's his skill level. He's an incre- he's an incredible athlete. I mean, that, there's I no mean, other way to put it. I mean. You put him in any position, I'm, he he probably he's, he's, he's good at it. He's he's a he's a he's a freakish athlete that's just hockey hockey crazy and hockey smart. I Might mean, even be able to stick him in the I, net. They, they were interviewing Patrick Sharp, uh, and they were saying that you know they have like certain places where they sit on the planes, you know, going uh, to and from you know whatever stadium that they're playing at, and they always sit in the same seats, I guess. And uh, Duncan Keith sits uh, next to Patrick Sharp, and Patrick Sharp said lately. He's been putting on his headphones, but not having it plugged into anything because he wants Duncan Keith to actually stop talking about hockey. So there's nothing he Duncan Keith all he does is hockey. All he loves, talks about hockey, you know, you know, just crazy amount of ice time, and uh, it's just it's just kind of funny that in order for Patrick uh, Patrick Sharp to get away from hockey, he from Duncan Keith, he has to actually put headphones on, pretend (laughs) like he's listening to something. So that's pretty funny. I mean, the guy makes good decisions. I mean, one of what, I love that one play where he like he faked the shot twice and just dumped it off the hose for a goal. It's, how stu- how stupid do you guys think that Anaheim has to be for going on record saying that they're gonna they're going to pummel Chicago's four defensemen into the ground enough where they just quit, and they're going to quit eventually in this play because no human can actually take it. Wasn't that Ryan Kreisler who said that? I think it was all of them. Oh. All of them: Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlaff, because they're, they're all big guys. I mean, yeah. they were all. That's the guy I wanted to punch in the face the most was Corey Perry. Yeah, he just he, <laughs> he just has that face. You just want to no, he, jack him one right in the throat, right in the throat. Yeah, if you were to take a if you were to take a cat and turn him into a human, that would be Corey Perry. He looks like he looks like a cat. I believe he's <laughs> just a weird looking dude, and plus all of his pregame warm ups that he does, like twisting his stick and then you know, oh, like tapping his skates or whatever, is like just weird things, and he's out there like an hour before. Doing these weird things. Hey, weren't Ryan Kessler and Jonathan Taze in the same draft class? I don't know if they were or not. 
Do you know that for sure? No. I think they I think were. They were. I, think I think they, they were. were. Yeah. Well, Taves was drafted, I think, one or two. No. Right? Three? Yeah, or did, was, we, did we discuss this? It was, yeah, well, it was two or three. It was two or three. Uh, let me see if I can... Uh, two Ryan, or three Ryan doesn't Cre- matter. He's number one. Ryan Kressler is a tool. <laughs> he's, he's a good hockey player. He is a good hockey player. I mean, he's not, he, I, think, I think Perry and, and Getzlaff are more of puds than Kessler. But it's just funny... Uh, I tweeted out after after the Blackhawks, you know, clinched that game seven. I was like, oh, because I don't know if any of you guys remember when Detroit beat uh, Vancouver to uh, to go to the Stanley Cup uh, finals, and Kessler was shown on one knee on the ice in his Vancouver jersey, just crying like a little baby. I'm like, oh. I was wondering if he. I tweeted out, is is, is Kessler gonna cry again? Probably is this gonna happen? Yeah, girl. It was just. Uh, you got that for us, Carm? No, I, I'm, I'm having a tough time pulling up the. That's what I'm looking for. I'm pretty sure they were in the the same draft class, though. Getzlaff, I think. What's that? Getzlaff, the the guy who's on Corey Perry's uh, line. Yeah. I don't think he had a goal in the series. I don't know, man. All Anaheim's goals that they actually scored... Were good. Were were really good goals. I mean, (laughs) they were like, you know, pinpoint uh, tip-ins and, you know, on-the-dot passes for a wide-open net tip-in, stuff like that. It was just like they, they earned those goals. Corey, uh, Corey Crawford, I, I thought, had a really good series, even though, you know, his goals against average might not have been up to, let's say, Carey Price or maybe even Ben Bishop-esque uh, numbers, but he didn't let any, any soft goals, I believe. You know, he all, all those goals, like, there's no way, there's no way, for, it's, it's even hard for my eyes to watch, to, to follow the puck on a replay in slow motion, let alone, you know, let alone, let alone live, live, you know, going what, however fast the puck is going 60, 70 miles an hour, whatever it is, a hundred miles an hour, whatever these guys could get their slap shots up to. But, you know, for them to be able to do what they do is, is, is amazing in, in their, in their hand-eye coordination. We've gone over this multiple times, uh, especially with those videos that we've posted, you know, those, the GoPro videos, uh, that we posted on, on our, uh, Facebook, uh, and Twitter accounts, um, at Scrap City Sports, if you guys want to follow us and uh, you know check those videos out, and they, they will. Sh- follow they, sh- us. They, they should still be on there, but um, you know it's just incredible that that it was so precise and pinpoint what what Anaheim was doing, and they still couldn't overcome you know the uh, the the amount of skill and, and experience that the Blackhawks had, uh, which just goes to speak volumes about about how that team is made up and and the character of that team. So. That meaning the Blackhawks. And uh, Ryan Kessler was not in the same draft as Jonathan Taves. Okay. 2006, Jonathan Taves was selected number three. So what? when, when was Kessler, when did Kessler come out? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I just look at the matter. first round of that, that 2006 draft. He's not in that. All right. In that. Yeah, Kessler's pretty... He's, he's, he's one of the... I mean, he, he's, he's a good two-way player. I mean, he's a... He's, He's good defensively. He's good offensively, and you know he goes to shut down other people's top uh, their their top offensive weapons. And and you know obviously he tried to shut down uh, Jonathan Taves. It didn't really work, but he tried. And uh, you know he's not he's not a big as a, a big of a pud as the rest of the guys on that team. But you know still don't like him and never liked him since his Vancouver days. But uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think the series coming up, you know, the the, the Stanley Cup Finals, Blackhawks against Tampa Bay Lightning, is going to be probably one of the better matchups that the that the Hawks, not better as in you know cakewalk, but better as in uh, how Tampa Bay matches up with the Blackhawks. 
what each team does well, the other team matches up well against them, you know, for, for the opposite side of that. Uh, and, and Tampa Bay is like a, a younger, smaller version of the Blackhawks, I think. I mean, honestly, look at them. They're, they're, they're a finesse speed team, which is exactly what the Blackhawks are. And they don't really, they're not really a punishing big physical team like, let's say, the Blues or, or the Anaheim Ducks or, or uh, even the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Kessler was drafted in 2003. Okay. Three years before. That was way off then. Whoops. Yeah. Well, no, uh, Phil Kessler. Phil Kessel. Kessel. Yeah, Kessel. Kessel was drafted. So maybe there's, that's the guy that's who probably where I mixed it up. Then. Yeah, it's a, he's easily. I got mixed up at first. I thought you were right. And I looked at that's the guy who looks right. like his face by his face. He looks like he's like 250 pounds. But then the rest of his body is like a string bean. <laughs> Kessler and Ryan Gutzloff were drafted in the same year, though. Yeah, well, well obviously different teams, but still. Right, exactly. But yeah, anyways. The, the 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 Tampa Bay series is going to be Hawks and six. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fast paced. Uh, you know, Roy's already thrown out his prediction of Hawks, of and, Hawks six. and six, which the last two cups that the Hawks have won, they've won in six. So. I think Haw- Hawks and six also. They got to win. I'm not saying win yet. <laughs> We're talking about this. Yeah, man. it's just come on. Why are you going to give your prediction? I'm just saying right? Hawks come and on. six. That's how we we haven't we we only played we played Tampa Bay twice in the regular season. We lost to him once. We lost to him the first time, four nothing. Uh, Carm, did you were you able to find that earlier? I think I said that Ranta was in goal when they lost that four to nothing game. I did not find it. I think so. From if memory serves me right, I think Ranta was in goal uh, when they lost four to nothing uh, in regulation, and then the Blackhawks. That was I believe in Tampa Bay, and then the Blackhawks beat them at home uh, in a shootout uh, that Ben Bishop gave up the the winning goal for the Blackhawks in a, in the shootout. I think it was to Patrick Sharp. Not one hundred percent sure about that, but anyways, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a closely fought series, I believe. Um, just like the Minnesota series was too. I mean, I think those Minnesota games were pretty, pretty nip and tuck for the most part through the games. The Blackhawks just wound up sweeping them, but it was it was a tough series for them too, only because Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Blackhawks—they're all kind of similar teams. What a lot of teams in the NHL are trying to you know, mold themselves after. And I mean, why not? I mean, the Blackhawks are a budding dynasty and, or if not already a dynasty, I mean, look what they've been able to do, even not only winning Stanley cups, but getting, getting as far as they have in the playoffs year in and year out, you know, since 2000, what, 2008 or 2009. Um, It just, it it just goes to speak about the structure of their, their organization and, and how they build a team. And, you know, they've lost, you know, even since then, you know, they've always lost key parts to it the following season afterwards, and they just never skip a beat. So, you know, a lot of NHL teams are trying to build their teams around what a similar style to what the Blackhawks are doing. And I think, you know, Tampa Bay is doing a fine job at that. Obviously, they've gotten their team with a rookie head coach to uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. So um, they're obviously, you know, they're obviously not you know, fooling anybody with what they're doing. They're just a good team. And they've beat they've already beaten three original six teams. And, you know, we just hope that the Blackhawks aren't a fourth one. They've already beat Detroit, you know, original six team. They beat Montreal, an original six team, and they just beat the Rangers, original six team. So they've already got three of them notched on their belt. The buck stops there though, man. Yeah, it's it's it, i I believe I believe that the Blackhawks are gonna have their way with them. But like I said, it's gonna—they're gonna be closely contested games. You know, it's not gonna be 
it's not going to be you know they're not going to blow them out like they did to you know like the Hawks just did to Anaheim in that la- in the game seven you know in Anaheim they're not going to do that to them I don't think but uh, I think the Blackhawks yeah I don't know I can't put a put a number on the prediction uh, I just hope that they win I don't care if they win in seven or four it doesn't matter it's, I mean as long like I said. There's always a reason to to call in sick, you know, and, and what better way to be downtown <laughs> celebrating with the Blackhawks? I mean, I'm going five. Blackhawks and five or Black, Lightning? You, I mean, Hawks you guys haven't five. even discussed anything. You're throwing out predictions. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know anything. Look, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, look, based on what I've seen the Blackhawks do in these playoffs, they 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 fought through a lot, man. They, yeah, they've you had a lot I mean? of adversity, but every any team that's going to be in the position that they are that they, that both of both of these teams are in are going to go through adversity. I mean, and being that for me like I said we have two of the best players in the game on our team in, in first of all, Jonathan arguably Sanders. 3. I mean, arguably 3. Arguably You're right, three. arguably 3. Well, it it just goes to show a little bit too, you know, on the uh, you know, in in addition to what you guys are saying with the Blackhawks you know, Tampa Bay has went through three original six teams, but the Blackhawks have went through, for the most part, three Vesna, uh, v- uh, Vesna Trophy finalists. For the most part, they went through Pekarene, who, for the most part of the year, was was the winner of that award. Then they went through Devin Dubnik, who you know came on like a bat out of hell at the end of the season. Right, and then they just went through uh, Frederick Anderson, who was also a finalist for the uh, Vesna Trophy. So. They went through three really, really tough goaltenders, and not saying that Tampa Bay hasn't, because Henrik Lundqvist and Carey, Carey Price, you know, speaks for himself. He's probably the best goaltender in the NHL. Oh. Um, they've also went through two tough goaltenders too. But I think the Blackhawks, obviously, we're not going to be pro Tampa Bay, but the Blackhawks have been there before. I mean, they they are they are. Battle cha- tested. They're 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 a champion. They're they're a champion. I mean, you cannot take away what they've done. You know this this stretch of the, of years that they've had and been together. So, um, I think it's all going to come down to experience. Like you just said, they they are tested and and they've been there and they know how to get it done. Un- not, not taking anything away from Tampa Bay because I mean, obviously they're good for a reason. They're here. They made it this far. But I just think when it comes down to it, in close games and. Is it, is it going to be too big of a stage for the Tampa Bay Lightning? I think it's going to be too big they're, of a stage. They're a really young team. I mean, look at their they call they have their well, their I don't know would you consider their top line, but it's technically their second line, the triplets. They call them the triplets because they're all three really young, really good guys. And you know, is that is that inexperience or 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 you know, um, is that youth going to come up and bite them in the butt? Who knows? It hasn't yet. But this is the biggest stage in hockey. I mean, Tyler Johnson's like a smaller version of Patrick Kane, for the most part. I mean, isn't that hard to say about smaller version of Patrick? Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Kane is a small, small guy, but Tyler Johnson's even smaller, and uh, he is he's he's incredible. I mean, he went undrafted. He's a is a great story. He went undrafted. Um, I forgot what the coach of Tampa Bay Tampa Bay's name is, but he coached him uh, in in the minor leagues, which they won a championship with uh, with him as well. So. Which is crazy too, and then you know, obviously, coach went to Tampa Bay. Hey, let's get this guy Tyler Johnson undrafted, and you know, he's this you know, hero. Now he's, now he's a stud. Yeah, well, now he he's had, in the playoffs. He has twenty one points and twelve goals. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Johnson's been playing. I mean, he's been for the last two years. He's been playing incredible hockey, and now just to be on on this kind of a stage, 
you know, is it, it, is good for him. I mean, I you know, I don't want to see him do bad. I just don't want him to see him beat the Blackhawks. But, you know, speaking of, you know, Tyler Johnson and Steven Stamkos, uh, another star that they that Tampa Bay has, you know, Tampa Bay is a little top-heavy. And what that what I mean by that is their top six forwards combined for 99 points in the playoffs. And just take a guess. There are other eight forwards that they have on the roster that have had ice time. How many points have they accumulated in the playoffs? There are other eight forwards. How many points have they accumulated in the rest of the playoffs? 30. Top six, 99. Rest other eight, how many how many points they got? I say 30. I'll go 35. Fish? 30. Nine. Wow. They got nine points. Wow. Their, other eight, uh, their other eight forwards have a combined nine points the rest of the playoffs. And that just goes to show how the Blackhawks' depth could really take advantage of, of what Tampa Bay is putting out there. Um the, and, ju- and just for re- just for reference, because this obviously falls into it, the other eight, obviously the top six are the top three lines. But just to go, sh- just to show, uh, Tampa Bay's third and fourth line haven't scored a goal in even strength since Game Two of the second round of the playoffs. So that also goes to show a little bit something that the Blackhawks can take advantage of. Uh, you know their inability for their stars to show up. Not their stars, but their role players to show up. Their stars obviously playing ridiculous. Steven Stamkos, Tyler, uh, Tyler Johnson, uh, Philpola, all those guys are all they're 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 producing. And uh, I mean, so essentially, it's easier said than done. I see, but contain their stars, and this could be an easy Stanley Cup. Blackhawks and six. Hawks and six. Granted. I mean, it can go either way. We all know that, but I mean, I'm really confident in what we got. And what is what are you doing over there, Fish? Silently giggling to yourself. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be exciting. I mean, what are you what are you what are you yelling at me for? We're, in a, we're running out of time here. We gotta we gotta squeeze something in. So here here we go, guys. Here we go. Hey, brother. <laughs> Your final answer. Shall we begin? Well, well, well. The last time I hosted this, I yeah, won. Carm won. Bro, you're going to have to get out of Kenmore Studios. <laughs> All right, guys. In spirit of the NBA Finals coming up, we're going to do a special NBA Finals segment of Bro versus Bro. So get your thinking caps on. What did Hawk say? Strap it down. Whatever the hell. Is, but <laughs> well, we got we got Chuck Swarski right now, so <laughs> oh yeah, Chucky. He's not bad. We Chucky. had Aaron Rowe in a couple games too. He wasn't bad either. But uh, here, let's do it. You guys ready? I'm ready. Are you so, ready? Sure. Are you ready? Well, the champ. Yeah, I'm always ready. Let's get it on. In the 1991 NBA Finals, listen to the question. By the way, listen. I, to I, the I was question, about to right? jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the question. All right. In the 1991 NBA Finals, this player. Perform one of the greatest moves ever by going up with the right hand, Car- switching in. Uh, listen to the question. No, he already said it. I didn't finish my name. I didn't finish my name. Did you just say? Car- oh, I just, uh, Car- yeah. Hey, you're gonna be the ref for me. You be ref. All right. Fish, is he going? No, he's not going. He said it. All right. The stack. This is this is Adam Silver's in the house. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, but listen, he may not get it. He switched hands in midair, going from right to left. Who was the announcer that made the call on the play? Carmen. I, uh, Marv Albert. Correct. <laughs> I thought it was a trick question. I was like, that's easy. <laughs> but, okay. All right. I thought the channel it was on, too. In the 1992 NBA Finals, how many three-pointers did Michael Jordan hit consecutively? Carmen. Six. Got it. Christopher, what's going on here, man? You're, 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 basketball's your thing, I thought, man. Come on. All right. Squirrel's got to find a nut every now and then. <laughs> I've gone I've out to, I don't, I don't out to lead really, real fast and wither away. So, Who did Hakeem Olajuwon block in game six of the 1995 NBA Finals to seal? Carmen. Christopher. John Starks. Got it. <laughs> and Carmen goes off to an early 3-0 lead, man. <laughs> All right. Which Detroit Piston player dropped 25 points in the third quarter of the 1988 NBA Finals after coming back from a sprained ankle? Carmen. Isaiah Thomas. Correct. All right. Dude, what are you doing over there? Oh, I knew that one. All right, here we go. Here we go. Three, what do we got, Fish? Carmen's, Carmen's acting like three he was one. in that game. <laughs> he just one, sprained Carmen. his ankle. I've seen, that, I've seen that 30 for 30 like three times recently. <laughs> All right. Question number five. Game five of the 1997 NBA Finals, Michael Jordan scored 38 points, grabbing seven rebounds, dishing out five assists. Typical day at the office, right? What was so special? Carmen, he passed the ball in the final shot. No, Christopher. He had the flu? Yep. The flu game. Dude, are you serious? (laughs) Ah, I jumped the gun. All right. What are we at? 3-2 now? It's getting tight. 3-2, somebody's choking. Somebody's coming back. Coming for you, buddy. All right. This Los Angeles Laker player scored 29 points at the age of 38 to give the Lakers their first Christopher. Win. James Worthy. Wrong. Damn. You going to finish the question? Finish it. To give the Lakers their first win in eight tries in the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics, considerably ending the Boston curse. Repeat it. Christopher. Repeat it. Can he go again? I don't know the rules on that. No, no he can't go. Yeah. Okay. Just I'm just going to keep right. saying my name. It was, it was so broken up by his wrong answer. So I want to hear it all in its entirety. This Los Angeles Lakers player scored 29 points at the age of 38 to give the Lakers their first win in eight tries against the Boston Celtics, ending the Boston curse. You can phone a friend, Carm. I'm right here. <laughs> well, my 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 fear my fear is the fact that I'm going to guess what you just guessed wrong because I forgot what you said and I know. I'll tell you who I guessed. Who? I <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Uh, um, what's what's the time limit, ref? I think he's out of time. James Worthy. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Was that what yeah. you said? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> was it was it Kareem? It was Kareem. Oh, come on. Well, my other thing was going to be Matt Johnson. I was going to be wrong anyway. Magic Johnson didn't play those 38. I, no, I, that was the only <laughs> name I could think of. All right, here we go. Number seven. What are we at? Three, it's 3-2 three, still, correct? 3-2 yeah. still. This, this player hit essentially what would be the game winner in game six of the 1997 NBA Finals to knock out the Christopher. Utah- Christopher. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Back in this, baby. I'm back with, in this. With essentially four questions to go, we got a, we got a tie three, ball game. Three. Oh, three. Tied. We got a bonus. Correct. Correct. All right. 
Fisher's going to answer the bonus because I'm winning this in regulation, baby. <laughs> in the 19, 1980 NBA Finals, this rookie point guard led his team to victory by filling in at center for their injured starter. Which point card was this? Carmen. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. I was going to jump the gun and I was going to say magic right away, but <laughs> I gave him some life. All right. In the 2003 NBA Finals, this player nearly recorded a quadruple double in a closeout game, coming up just two blocks short. Christopher. Kobe Bryant? Nope. Quadruple double, 2003. Shaquille O'Neal? Nope. Do I give you guys the correct answer? No, right? Sure. Yeah, why not? The big fundamental, Tim Duncan. I thought you would have gotten that one. 2003, I should have known that. Closeout game. Against the New Jersey Nets, yep. Damn it. Timmy time. All right. So, Christopher, you need to get this one. I was channeling your inner Kobe Bryant and L.A. Laker love. That's what it was. (laughs) All right. In the 2000 NBA Finals, this player scored six of the Lakers' final eight points, including a game winner. Christopher. Kobe. Robert Ory. No. Damn it. <laughs> no. So that's it. I won, right? Without even guessing. Yes. You guys are tied. No, no. I thought I was up one. Carmen's up one. Oh, Carmen's up one, yeah. So I won, right? Yep. Yes. You want to take a guess at that one? Kobe whatever? Bryant. Yes, sir. You, it was Kobe Bryant. You had it, wow. dude. Wow. Wow. 2-0 and o with Roy. 2-0 and o with Roy. 2-0. and o. Roy. Let's see, let's see how good Roy you guys are. now. You're going to see if you guys remember your basketball history here. My little bonus question. This player single-handedly ended the Lakers' 19-0 streak and gave them their only loss of the of the 2001 postseason, including him stepping over the competition, literally. Say that again? Yeah, say it again. This player single-handedly ended the Lakers' 19-0 streak in the 2001 NBA, NBA playoffs and gave them their only loss of the postseason, including him. Oh, se- Allen Iverson. Yep. You guys remember when he stepped over to Ron Lou? Congratulations. I'm the best. Oh, feels oh good. It God. feels good, guys. <laughs> you had it. Chris, you had it. Dude, you had the question to force the tie, man. Listen, he never was winning at any point in that whole entire contest, guys. Yeah, I won it from start to finish. <laughs> I stumbled at the mi- in the middle of it, but I won. You, I maintained you, the lead. I never lost it. You Just can't remember. deny that you were nervous and scared. Yeah, I was. I was. Because my was, history. I see the sweat on his My forehead. history. My history. <laughs> his feet were shaking. God, I was, the one I was most pissed about, though, was the Isaiah Thomas one. Man. I, see, I saw it literally saw it 30 for 30 three times in the last three weeks. Just so you guys know, I've never watched any NBA basketball in my life, so. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, pulled that one Dude, out. Dude, you were on the verge of a tie if you would have just continued with your answer. I know, but I, for God. some reason, <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking of Robert Ory, those big shots that he was hitting. I'm like, never the in the final. final. He hit one with, with San Antonio in the finals. Yeah. But are you, you're thinking of the one he hit with the Lakers against Sacramento. Or no, was maybe, it, hey, maybe it, I was thinking about Rick Fox. Wasn't it the Allen Iverson? Wasn't that game one? Game one. Yeah. That's the only game they won. They went under. Remember something that. finally? <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, whoa, man. Like, nobody gave him a shot. They came out in one game one. I was like, whoa, look right. at that. Remember when he stepped over to Toronto after hitting yeah. a shot in the corner in front of the Lakers bench, man? Yep, I remember Good that. bro versus bro. Hey, that, that, was, was, that, was, that was probably one of my exciting. favorite ones. Very exciting. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I, I worked hard on that, you know? <laughs> that, was, that was good. Give me that. Yeah, I think was, we should have a, a, was, a, I think we should great, have a show vote on That's who's great. the new host. Of the That's great, bro. Roy. You did a great job, dude. Can't wait to have you back. Maybe alternating Josh and Roy. Maybe that's what we should do. They should alternate. You know what? Maybe I'm going to go rescue Josh from that pack of wolves. <laughs> you I, need, I need, need my it. partner back. You need it. 
Oh man, good stuff. So All what right. else? What else we got on tap? What? How, we got time left or what? Yeah, we got some time left. What else? We, what else I we got? Thought we were, I thought we were pressed for. Well, we we talked about like three minutes about the Blackhawks. Dude, they're about to win their third championship in six years. One going to be one of the probably go down to one of the greatest, you know, uh, hockey dynasties or hockey teams in history. And we talked about we talked about more time about Fred Hoiberg. <laughs> no, actually, we didn't. We talked more time about Caitlyn Jenner. Let's just be honest. <laughs> the tuck rule. The that tuck was, rule. That was my, that was my oh, fault, the though. The tuck rule. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. We went there, man. Wow. That was good, though. All right, so you guys you guys are completely 100% confident that the Blackhawks are either going to sweep them out of the playoffs or just completely dominate them. I'd put my motorcycle I didn't on it. Say I, don't, I don't think I, I don't think they sweep. sweep. I, mean, the, 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 I mean, six games, is the Tampa's going to win two of them. I mean, if 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 the if Tampa Bay, oh, but see, I don't. You well, guys, are, you guys aren't nervous if, about. If, you guys aren't nervous about Ben Bishop possibly just you know catching fire and shutting out the Blackhawks. We I went, mean, look what he did in Game Seven. We, we went through Devin Dubinick, who was arguably the hottest goalie at the time. I right, mean, the hottest, hands down, no question. That's but Devin, hottest goalie. Devin Dubnik, and what happened? That was four straight, I believe. Right, Devin Dubnik. Sure was. Uh, Devin Dubnik also. Ben Bishop has has not not sustained this in the playoffs, but he's been there. Devin Dubnik never been there before. He hasn't even he hasn't even played a full season at that level. Ben Bishop was good last year. He was good this year. He has went through three who, original six teams. Who uh, has who has the goalie who's won a Stanley Cup? Was it Ben Bishop or was it Corey Crawford? Corey. Who? What team has the guy with probably the best hands in the league? Is that Tampa Bay or is I'm that just Chicago? Saying, I'm just uh, saying. Who's got arguably the, the greatest captain in all of sports? Is that Chicago or Tampa Bay? Here's, here's, Who has arguably the best oh defender in the God. league? Is that is that Tampa Bay or is that Chicago? Oh, Tampa Bay has Victor Hedman, who he's, is he's good. He's a big, physical, very fast, very skilled skater. Who we're going to be you're going to be saying a lot of Victor Hedman. The dude's good. I'm he was not, drafted I'm second not, overall in I'm 2009. Not I'm not arguing any of six, that. 6'6", 230 arguing, pounds. But we're, we're, dealing with, a beast. we're dealing with a team that we're talking about using the D word with, and, that, and that's Dynasty. So, or, I, I mean, I mean they, they've basically started steamrolling. I mean, once they get rolling, they're rolling. I mean, at this point, they're, I mean, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay can score. That's the only thing that worries me is the fact that they can game, score. They game can score five out. and game but, seven in Madison Square Garden, Ben Bishop shut out. The New York Rangers in Madison Square but, Garden. But, but you you said it yourself. The New York Rangers play with no urgency in that game seven. That's true. And you think the Blackhawks are going to play like that? <laughs> That's true. No, but I'm going to throw this out there. Okay, so game five, game seven, Ben Bishop, two shutouts in Madison Square Garden, 2 nothing. Tampa Bay wins both those games. Obviously goes on to advance to the Stanley Cup Finals, beats the New York Rangers at home. However, at home in three games against the New York Rangers, Ben Bishop, 15 goals. Giving up 15 goals, give up five ga- five goals a game in Tampa Bay. So what's to say we can't put up five goals a game in? Has, has against a, but, against a, but, for the most part, New York Rangers not really an offensive juggernaut like the Blackhawks are. Blackhawks, hopefully that bodes well, very well, bodes very well for them. Because you know f- five goal. I mean Corey Crawford, even in his crappy days, you know five goals. He's given up maybe three soft ones, but Ben Bishop. He could be shaky, and we we need to capitalize on that because, uh, you know, I don't get know. Get to him and get to him early. I don't, him. I don't know what uh, Inspector Gadget over here is doing, but <laughs> he's furiously typing away on his computer. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> no, but, yeah, he's he's very... Uh, so, Christopher, you're talking about shutouts. <laughs> oh. How many times has postseason of the Chicago Blackhawks been shut out? 
I'm not. Si- I'm. I'm, I'm asking you a question. You're throwing... talking about. You're talking about this domination of Ben Bishop. I'm asking you a question. How many times has the Chicago Blackhawks been shut out this postseason? They haven't. Okay. All right. So why why are we worried? We have the I'm we have a Stanley saying, Cup winning goalie, but we have arguably but, the, the best first line in the league and the most depth, other than defense. But we got one of the best defenders. We have the well, probably the best. You could say whatever you want about PK Subban. He's not doing what Duncan Keith. No, does. no, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that at all. I mean, but but what I'm saying is I'm, I'm leaving that little wiggle room of like one of one of the best. But we have probably the best offensive talent in the game in Patrick Kane right now, and probably the best captain in all of sports in Jonathan Taves. So I don't know. I, I, I'm oozing with confidence until something proves to me that 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 Coach Q goes Tom Thibodeau style and just totally folds in the playoffs, which I haven't seen yet in a, in, a, in a whole bunch of seasons. So I have reason. I mean. I have reason for for a lot of optimism. Is, is all I'm saying. I'm also going to throw this little stat out there. Uh, when Coach Q wears an orange tie, we're two and zero. Completely irrelevant stat. Well, Tampa Bay Tampa Bay seven and zero when Brooke Hogan sings the national anthem. Are you serious? I swear to God. I swear Are you to God. Serious? The postseason when Brooke Hogan sings the national anthem. Maybe we should get her brother out of uh, drifting school and. No, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. Well, didn't, didn't, didn't the Hulkster, Hulkamania, didn't he learn from, from Emilio Estevez and talking crap about the Chicago Blackhawks? And by the way, I thought that my tweet uh, after the Blackhawks won game six was amazing to Emilio Estevez because he said, uh, I think he tweeted out something like, suck, suck it, windbags. Suck it, uh, uh, windy city windbags or whatever it was. And then I tweeted him back. I said, quack this, Emilio. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I think Chris Chris Bowden from really us. Think quack this. <laughs> you know the Mighty Ducks. Oh, man. Quack, yeah. quack. Anyways, I think Chris Bowden had the best one though. I don't I don't remember exactly what it said, but I'll paraphrase it and basically like, ooh, that was a rough thing to do. I hope you don't have a a, a movie a movie uh, press press coming through Chicago. Oh wait, I forgot. You're not in the movies anymore. Yeah, right. That one was pretty good. So. With that, I think we got to go start off mic time and end this puppy the right way. And uh, Fish, you're up first for mic time. My mic time is going to be about baseball and trying to bring DH to all both leagues. I don't like it at all. I do not like that at all. I mean, you're changing the game in the National League, and National League is about small ball, not DH. I mean, that's the AL. There's the NL. You don't want... You don't want thirty teams with with thirty players that are exactly like Adam Dunn, <laughs> who grounds out to the shift every time or you know, every time he was up there. Yeah. There's, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean that's it was it was brutal. I mean, if you don't have a if you don't have like a, a versatile DH guy, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, I mean. Why change? They put it? the shift on. It's over. Fish. We learned about you. You're a purist of baseball. Well, that and then I do have one more other thing. I disagree with Bryce Harper. What he's going to do? Not do the home run derby. I thought he was for the fans. He said when he got thrown out of that one game, he says the fans are not here to see the umpire. The fans are here to see me. But you're not even going to be in the home. So run derby. why why is he not going to be in the home run derby? Because his dad had shoulder surgery, rotator cuff surgery. Well, it's, it's That's understandable. That's his picture. That's what it was. It's understandable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that I mean that that being said, I mean you 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 you, you torque your body a, a lot probably during that that home run derby, which I mean I can sort of respect it, I guess. I mean a little bit. I mean I, I think he should be in it, but it's, I could see the other side too. So yeah, he was all you, for you're, it. So you're saying Bryce Harper probably one of the best 
uh, hitters in baseball correct right now. Maybe uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who, you know, I would say if he hit a 16th home run today, beat the Cubs five to three. Just to throw it in there. I think if breaking the, breaking news, if baseball ended now, if baseball <laughs> <I> ended <laughs> seriously, if baseball ended now, I think Harper would be MVP in the National League. He's like what, twenty two years old, something like that. All right, so He's you, a phenom, I, so, man. You, so you're saying I'm trying to tie this in a little bit. So you're saying that Bryce Harper, best player, probably slugging of his of his, uh, you know, in this season, not going to be in the home run derby. Just a little Fred Hoiberg fact: he led the league his final year in Minnesota. He led the league in three point shooting percentage, and they didn't ask him to the three point contest. Because his name is Fred Hoiberg. It was like, it was like 43.8%. Insight from Chris Ranfuso. I'm just saying, I, I know my mayor, and my quack. mayor got snubbed. All right, quack this. Roy, you're up. <laughs> um, real quick, you guys remember Ken Shamrock? Yeah, dude. Kimbo, you know who Kimbo slices? Kimbo, yeah, the homeless okay, uh, those, guy who beat up the homeless guys. Yeah, those two old dudes apparently are going to have a fight this weekend. We're at. They may, may promoting it? No, no, no. Olympic, it? Is it going to be at Olympic fight. Theater? It's a Olympic UFC fight. So there'll be, punches, there'll be punches thrown is what you're saying. I believe it's going to be at Prosca Park in the field house. I'm not sure. Are you <laughs> serious? No, they really are going to have a fight, though. In Prosca Park? Yeah. No, no, not Prosca Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Prosca Park. Uh, I, I, I think it's supposed to be one of those Fox ones, but it, please, people, don't pay for that crap. Well, they shouldn't have paid for the Mayweather fight either, but that's a different story. But we're talking, yeah, exactly. I, okay, I understand that, but please. I, Ken Shamrock's probably going to die. I'm not sure. But the last time Kimbo Slice was in the ring, he got knocked out by some dude from Kankakee, Illinois. He got knocked out by me, man. And the guy milks cows now. So, I mean. Fish has got a hell of a right hook, I, I'd have to say. Fish, you are dangerous. All right, I'm going a little serious with my mic time, and I'm going to... Uh, Say a uh, happy anniversary to my wonderful wife, Nicole, for nine years of wonderful bliss of a marriage and two beautiful children and a happy dog. So I'm going to say that. I'm also going to throw a shout out to my coworker, Mr. Ben Messina, for creating our Scrap City logo. You guys need to visit www.scrapcitysports.com. Get all of our social media outlets through there. Uh, you can see all my hilarious tweets. Uh, Josh's amazing bio and his sweet pictures, and uh, an awesome photo of me in the Lakers jersey. Yeah, nobody actually we're taking that down. <laughs> and just just the last quickly bit, and my uh, my my mic time is just go Hawks. Christopher, you're up. All right, my uh, my mic time is gonna go start out by just giving uh, the two guys I've been staring at for the last two hours uh, a big round of applause and congratulations for their new endeavors in their professional careers. Uh, Congratulations, guys, on, on you. both of your, your moves. You. Um, Garbology. Fish. Fish Daddy with the, uh, he's the, he's, he, he's what we could probably call the mayor now, too. He's the boss. So, uh, congrats, congratulations to both of, of you guys. Caitlin Jenner. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we're going to get back to Caitlin Jenner real quick. <laughs> if, you, if you want to know how the book rates, um, you could look at our. You can ask Josh. Uh, you could just ask Josh. Yeah, maybe. tweet tweet us at Scrap City Sports. Yeah. I'll call Josh. He'll respond to you guys immediately. You know, he's really proud of that project. Uh, <laughs> he likes it when she tucks it. <laughs> and, and, and real quick before we sign off, I just want uh, all of our fans to go on there and tweet Christopher to, uh, and, you know, make sure we vote on who should be the. Uh, the host of Bro versus Bro because I think I'm, I'm knocking it out the ballpark. I vote for Roy. Yeah, those tweets aren't going through. <laughs> those tweets are. So uh, it's crazy. that Twitter just got shut down. I don't know what happened. So with that, uh, we thank you for listening to the twelfth 
Well, well, the, technically the first installment of the JCC show or the Scrap City Sports. Oh, oh my but God. the twelfth overall. So uh, thank you again, and uh, we'll close it out. Good to have you back, Fish. Thanks. He shot over three hundred percent. Hey, what's going on? The ice doesn't belong in here. It belongs out there. You, what, what, what you three jabronis are leaving out here? If you smell what the rock is cooking. You want to see all your hamburgers right now? What? Lock your doors, lock your windows. I'll be coming to your house leave your hamburgers. Even the frozen ones. I'll find them and I'll eat them. Because I am the hamburger. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Hey, you very good. See you next time. That's all, folks. Au revoir. I'll feel the same. Ciao. Ding dong day. Get the hell out of here.